welcome back to Pixels and Pints. Um, joining me tonight, as usual, is Dan. I, I was just about to take a sip. You called me off. Sorry. And Tom. Mm. And and on a rare occasion, Loki. <laughs> and I'm Pete. Oh, it's because I'm wearing green. It's Loki's colour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're going to uh, talk the usual shit about our favourite pop culture, video games, movies, TV shows, comic books... Uh, occasionally board games. In fact, we won't cover board games this time, but I think we will next episode. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe maybe next episode, maybe the one after. Yeah. Find some, find some time. And while we're doing that, uh, we'll be uh, sampling some good old Aussie craft beer, which I think we're going to start off with. And we're in person for a change. We uh, are. Now that I don't have COVID and I'm all safe and stuff, it's been four weeks since our last recording. It has. Yeah. It's Things been exactly happen. A month. Yeah. Things happen. Life, life happens. Life happens. COVID happens, doesn't it, Loki? You never caught it, did you? He did. Did you? Actually, they both did. Oh, you got it. They both, they both experienced uh, mild flu-like symptoms. You got the Rona. Yeah. You got the Rona, Loki. <laughs> Diseased fuck. And Hello. I and I know that it's Corona because they've never been outside. They've never been exposed to other cats, and I don't even come within twenty feet of another cat. Yeah. So and so he got the sniffles and a, an infected eye, and then a couple of days later, Kara got the sniffles and an infected eye, and then they were fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Happy days. Keep yeah. your Rona to yourself. I haven't had it, Loki. <laughs> All right, let's uh, kick off with some beers. What are we trying first, please, Tom? Oh, we're starting non-alcoholic. I thought this was. This I don't know why. Um, because it's got coffee in it. It's got coffee in it. I asked the same question, and then you know I what else has got coffee, it in it? coffee in it? My coffee grinder. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm, well, you should clean that out after every use. Um, <laughs> this is the Heaps Normal Coffee Run Stout. Uh, it's their latest release. This is the fourth uh, non-alcoholic beer they've done. Um, it comes in at less than 0.5% alcohol. Uh, it's They've partnered with Floozy Coffee, which are uh, some sort of coffee roastery, I'm assuming, around Marrickville because that's where they're based. Um, and... Look, these guys are pretty much one of the – they're one of the, I, I would happily say, uh, best non-alc beer producers on the market at the moment. Um, oh, I really want to say a saying that I say all the time, but I can't put it on because it's not it's – not, it's so politically incorrect, I can't say it. Probably I, best not I, then. I <clears throat> I disagree there. Really? But, yeah, cool. No, that's all right. Yeah. Who's better? Go on. I like the Capital One better. I think the Capital oh, One – Oh, the Alkless? Yeah, yeah. It tastes more like a beer. Have you had their hazy one though? Their hazy pale version? No, because I haven't had good. Do you mind? <laughs> really? Um, no, I haven't had the hazy one. The hazy so. one's actually the the best of the bunch they've do because they got the they got the XBA which was the first. They did the lager which was way too thin, but that's always going to happen with a non-alc lager. Um, then they did the they called it the half day hazy, and that is that is up there as one of the best. Um, I think I've tasted in terms of its body and mouthfeel. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what lets down, and that's what's letting this down yeah. too, is body and mouthfeel. This is just like a cup of cold brew coffee. Yeah. It's um, pleasant. It tastes it's nice. very pleasant. I yeah. like cold brew. Yeah. So it's it's got that, that coffee character to it. Pete's. We're Pete. not recording. Not recording. Uh, right. So, Heaps Normal, what, 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 what is it called? Heaps Normal uh, Coffee Run Stout. Coffee Run Stout. Thank yes. you. Um, but yes, I, it is. It is just basically it does. It's lacking that body that you would normally get. It's but super it's, thin. Yeah, but it's got a really nice, uh, I guess, coffee flavor to it. I yeah, the coffee character is really good. I'd like, but 
Uh, it's like a showcase for the coffee roastery. Yeah, more than more than the, more than, more than yeah. the brewery. Exactly. Yeah. I got to be honest. To to me, it's a carbonated, um, a cold brew coffee. Cold, cold brew coffee. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just was about to say, I wonder how much the can cost versus a can <laughs> of cold brew. But the it's alcohol free. What is the beery part of it? It's got hops. Mm. Ingredients include water, malted barley, oats, hops, and cold brew. And okay. yeast. You just, I yeah. can't taste any anything other than cold brew and there might be a bit of an oaty background to it, but Yeah. But I imagine the oats were trying to give it a bit more body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Failed. I won't go into the technicality of it yet here. It doesn't we don't need to cover it, <laughs> I don't think. Fair enough. Um out of five. Yeah. I'm gonna, I reckon it's a three. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably it's go a with meh. three. It's a it's a, it's a non-elk coffee stout. Yeah, just it needs a bit more a bit more body and and hopefully you know it is their limited. I think they did it four gabs, so um, it'd be interesting to see if they do do a, a, another version of it where they go back and have a look. But yeah, mm. if I like that's the thing. If I was if I was on a thing where I was like you know needed something non-alcoholic for whatever reason, like I'd happily pick that up though. Like, I guess that's the I thing. would I would drink that. Yeah. You're right. As a as a non-alc, you drink that as opposed to the other non-alcs that I I'd use as paint thinner. Yeah. I just wonder. I just wonder how many milligrams of caffeine there is. Anyway, I don't, I don't know. Dan, continue. Let's just see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> as the night you goes drink, on, drink a whole three seventy five mil. That's I mean that's why they don't do cold brews in three seventy fives, isn't it? They should tell you. It should tell you how much caffeine's there. Uh, you 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 guys go bust right. into the news, and I'll let you know if oh, I find. Oh, yeah, I should probably bring up the notes. Yes. I'm used to having my computer here. Yeah, I know. I'm very I'm, confused. Yeah. Where am I? I don't even I don't know anyone's name without IMDB. We interrupt this broadcast with some breaking news from the front. Oh, we can still we'll, work that out. We'll get that in. Um well we'll just get the uh we've got sad, sad news that we'll get out of the way because yeah. it is sad. Um if anyone hadn't seen the news in the last few days, uh, Ray Stevenson passed away at fifty eight, uh, which is shockingly young, really. It is really, really young. Um yeah, from what I read, he was in Italy at the time. For those who aren't, Ray Stevenson's face isn't coming to mind. He was uh, in Rome. He was the Punisher in Punisher Warzone. He was uh, Volstagg in the Thor, first two Thor films. Um, he was, my one of my favorite roles he did was the South African uh, head of security in The Other Guys, the Will Ferrell and yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. He was great in that. Um, and then he's <laughs> set to appear in uh, Ahsoka as yeah. a... Have to dark force out, right? user, a dark yeah. Jedi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a damn shame we're yeah. not going to get him to continue that role. Yeah, yeah. and I loved Punisher. And he Wars, was he was in Rebels as well. Yes, he was. He was Gar Saxon in Rebels. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're yeah. going to get pushed off the fucking table again, Loki. <laughs> Yeet that he, cat. He was yeah, he was going <laughs> to walk across the the um the soundboard like D- the recorder. DJ before. Loki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More like turned off the plate. Uh, turned off the recording, Loki. Uh, next one, uh, fucking these stupid game developer companies. PlayStation CEO has just confirmed that uh, he intends to increase PlayStation exclusive titles uh, and continue to stagger releases to PC, meaning they are focusing on PlayStation console hardware. And if they get to it, when they get to it, they'll do ports. So, because that's worked out so well for them lately, and and exactly the same time we got the news that uh, the European Union has approved the Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger. Oh, did they approve it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. no, well, no, the UK antitrust laws rejected it, mm. yeah. but the EU approved it. 
So it's kind of reopened that discussion. Weird. Yeah. Um, this fucking cat, I told you, that's all he wanted was a lap because it's yep. cold. Yeah. Um, get him a little jumper. I'm going to get him, I'm going to turn him into a fucking little Ooh. jumper. <laughs> Parasocks at least. <laughs> Next one. Uh, I'm excited about this one. So the Backbone one, I believe we've talked about the Backbone one before. It's a, uh, um, essentially for to create a visual, which I'm sure Peter will chuck up on the video. Um, it's a uh, set, of, set of controller holes, like switch, what am I calling them? Nunchucks? Let's go with nunchucks. Uh, that slide onto your phone so you can use your phone as a remote play item. I don't know why words just failed me then, but hey. <laughs> you say, I just thought when you said Pete will throw up a visual, I just imagine him just sitting there, like then cutting to him at his desk with like a pad and a pencil and just, <laughs> just, just like, quickly drawing out just this. Just like, drawing it out. Almost like, like a crime sketch. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a stick figure, stick figure version of what you're talking about. But he's got to do it on one of those uh, the twisty knobs. It just sketches um, so they uh, they uh, currently exist for there's an Android and iPhone model that exists. Uh, they have since for uh, the PlayStation users, they have paired up and released an iPhone one. The Android releases in July. It's cost you about 180 bucks. Um, uh, but the best thing is it's the only mobile controller officially recognised by the PlayStation Remote Play app as an actual DualSense controller, um, which means it'll work pretty seamlessly with PS4 and PS5 games remotely. So, can can I say something out of pure ignorance here? Sure. It says a DualSense controller. Does it uh, does it use the? Do they have vibrate functions in the like attachments, or does it use Ooh, something know. through the phone? Or you don't know? Okay. Okay. So it, it wasn't such a dumb question. No. It's but it's but it's probably <laughs> you were the only one who called it a dumb <laughs> question. Well, you weren't just, accused just, of anything. I, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be these ones where you go, oh, fucking. Of course it does. Like no, why no, would no. they? You're why just would they sit there and go like that? <laughs> <but> it's, <laughs> it's the self rumble pack. I, yeah. I presumed it meant that it was recognised as a dual shock for the purposes of the game registering that there's a controller plugged in. And so it has to identify itself as a type of controller and it's saying that it native, it has all the right buttons in all the right places to yeah. to proxy as a proper dual sense. I doubt it's going to have fucking variable Well the little the little the little switch ones do, don't they? Variable like the variable strength that they built know. into the dual no, sense. I don't as, have a switch. As, no, they they no. There's basically no there's like a little bit of feedback but nothing compared to like yeah. Wasn't there wasn't that one of the big um, things with Switch when they first announced those little tiny controllers. I don't even know what they're called. I can't remember off the top of my head either. They're not I want, I want, I want to call yeah, them a Joy-Con. The is it a Joy-Con? Joy-Con, yeah. I think is that's that what, jo- yeah. Is that what they're called? They were, there was this big thing about like just standing there and like drinking because it's got a bloody sensor in it and playing party um, games. Yeah, I don't use it like that though. I literally just hold it. It's just the one thing. I, I never take them off, so I've never actually oh, played so around Oh, I don't know whether the little ones have any anything of their own. No, that's, that's Switches for bedtime. It's just sit there <laughs> bedtime. Yeah. Play Little Mario Sunshine. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Um, there is a PlayStation Showcase going live tomorrow. Um, uh, well, tomorrow our time. We're currently on a Wednesday. This will be on, out on a weekend. So it'll all be out and you can watch it. If, you haven't already. if I get around to it, it might be out tomorrow yeah, night. Whatever. Although I just got notified that from 5 p.m. tomorrow, my internet is going to be out. So Uh-oh. maybe, ah. maybe not. They say that and it's only ever out for like 30 seconds. It's yeah. the last three weekends in a row. It's supposed to have been out from 2 p.m. until like 4 a.m. On, on Monday. And they just, the next week, nothing happens. Yeah. No outage. Yeah. I'm sitting there ready with all my old man books and stuff <laughs> to go analog. And then it just never goes out. And then the next weekend, they schedule the exact same outage. It's like the fourth attempt now. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Sorry. 
random. But yeah, there you go. There's a gaming showcase tomorrow. It's you know uh, we don't. It's over an hour of of new game. Footage. Oh, I was going to say, have we got any suspicions of what we'll see? There'll uh, there'll be a couple of places. All those exclusive titles we were just kind of talking about. The new ones from all the studios that PlayStation slowly. Been, sure, there'll uh, be another eleven bringing into the family, as they say. Another eleven Assassin Creed games. Yeah. No, no, the Ubisoft one's in June. Oh, okay. Yeah. But will you think we'll see something new? Yeah, yeah, Or yeah. just no, no, st- announce, pre-announced stuff? No, no, I think it's meant to be a whole bunch oh. of new stuff, yeah. So it's an hour tomorrow. It's, it, uh, yeah, it'll be, it doesn't matter because this is going to be released after it. But it's going to be 6 a.m. Uh, Sydney time. Hmm. Uh, but then June, there is like eight more showcases scheduled for June. So that's like Summer Games Fest. There's a whole bunch that are coming out. Um, it kind of feels like a bit of a dip in releases at the moment in terms of Video games. There's games coming out. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like there's five AAA titles coming out a month at the moment. There was a small small title release the other week that's blown up the internet. Um, uh, some Zelda <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah, some, something, something about Link. Yeah. I didn't even know. Well, I don't have a Switch, and I've only barely played Breath of the Wild, but I I didn't actually realize that was the day that it was being released until somebody said something the day before, and I'm like, fuck, that came around real quick. Everybody was complaining for years that they hadn't seen any footage on it. And now all of a sudden... It actually had a really short... It was kind of refreshing. It wasn't... You, you knew it was coming. There was like a release like a year or two ago. And they're like, yeah, we're making it. And then Radio Science until like, I'd say maybe three months I've seen some stuff. There's, oh, really? Yeah. It's really short, which I think is a great, much better move. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like some of those ones that they did. The, at the long drawn out hype. And by the time it's released, no one gives a fuck anymore. Yeah. 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 That happens all the time. Mm. E3 and that have done... They've done I don't know if it was E3 or Summer Games Fest, but there's been there've been a couple of times over the years where people have announced something at a showcase and then they're gone, and it's out next week. And you're going, oh fuck, okay, yeah, cool. better go get that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got the opposite where they announce it and it's like, where is Beyond Good and Evil Two? Yeah, <laughs> it's never coming. Back. Yeah, lost in <laughs> just, the ether. That just one. like Star Wars was, 13, it, 13 like, is never coming. <laughs> We've got to get over them. <laughs> but from my perspective, it was just Beyond Good and Evil Two was just a good cinematic trailer. That's yeah. all it represents to me. It was just like. That looks like a cinematic trailer for a game I would like to play, please. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Didn't know what kind of game it would be. Well, you never know. Between June 8th and 13th, you might see some more of it. Who knows? <laughs> maybe not. that's the maybe that's the big secret lease they're, they're bringing out for this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't edit that page, so I'm just going to... Do you, do you want a pen and paper? Nah. It's all right. Okay. I'll work it out. Where's the whiteboard when you need it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Netflix, my last little bit is... Uh, yeah, Netflix have finally started to do their, their crackdown. In Australia? In Australia, as of today, they're going to start cracking down on IPs using the same account from different IPs um, that aren't like in the same household. Which is fucking stupid. Uh, but then you can, for an extra $8 a month, you can add like a, a second- family account. Yeah, yeah. essentially. Um, it's so stupid. My mobile phone has a completely different IP from a different IP range. So they're going to connect your account. They're basically connecting the account to the whatever the home network is. So I imagine if it's on your TV, that'll they'll identify that as your home network kind of thing. So yeah. your the mobile device needs to connect to that home network once a month to not get locked out. Okay, is what I read today. So I, I okay. I mean, it's, I can already get around that prop that that solution. He is the hacksaw. No, no, no. It's, but it's not even that difficult. Like it's <laughs> as long as you've got a modem or a router that that has a VPN endpoint on it that you can create a VPN service. Yeah. You can have a remote device connect into your network. I don't know specifically what kind of technology it uses. To, but uh, you might need to look into this and see if this is actually I, – I cannot def- confirm or deny. 
I pay for Netflix, so it makes two shits a difference to me. But yeah, we'd, um, we'd never share logins for anything. Thank you. That's. All. I gave you the key to my heart, though, Tom. Um, <laughs> I, was just, I, was I, just melted, get, I melted it down. I was just getting rid knives. of your coffee. You had a little bit in the yeah. bottom there. Uh, next bit of news. After our comments on and. Thank you. Sorry for listeners not watching it on YouTube. Um, one, watch it on YouTube. And two, oh, Dan was just passing me a beer. Um, after our comments on how how psychopathic we felt playing uh, Hogwarts Legacy where we would go out and commit mass murder, use all of the unspeakable curses and then just go back to school like nothing happened. Or even um, if you cast it in front of someone, they'd be like, that's bad, but yes. that'd be it. Yeah. Oh, are we using the unspeakables, are we? Or, I can't remember the exact quote. Um a data miner uh, named Grand Theft Diamonds on YouTube actually yeah. re- reverse engineered or took a look into the game files and found that they'd built a morality system into the game and a house points system into the game and then clearly didn't finish it in and time and just abandoned it. Murder was worth 100 points. <laughs> it was. It was. Sleeping class was 10 points. Yeah. So 10 classes slept in as the equivalent of manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> From a morality perspective. Like manslaughter or just straight or up, mur- cold, straight cold, up cold murder? murder. <laughs> yeah, cold straight up murder. murder. Yep. Yeah. Um, the next one, I think we, I don't remember. This may be us repeating ourselves, which I'm sure would never happen uh, before. Which a multiplayer spin-off Project Sirius is now officially on hold while they review it. Um, and they have laid off 30 developers from the Molasses Flood indie development house that they bought and then handed this to. So that doesn't bode well we've definitely done the first part of that news yeah. not the second part so there we go we've updated some old news yes yeah, yeah and how's that, that for good journalism? we like to be current <laughs> i like I, to be current around here yeah i do like that cd project red has the balls to just shutter a project or, or rethink it no matter how far how deep in it is it's just a shame that they bought an indie development house and then sacked 30 staff <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, clearly they didn't plan it that way but I don't think the staff would really give a shit at what was planned as to the outcome. They need to be able to make these mothball decisions after Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, they really if, fucking if do. They, if they didn't and released another, people would lose faith in them. Oh, that's what everyone reckons they're going to see at the showcase. One of the showcases coming up is going to be the Cyberpunk DLC. That uh, talking. Phantom Legacy. Phantom, Phantom Liberty. Liberty. Phantom Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll get through this last piece of news because I need to talk about this beer and I'm sure Dan probably feels the same way. Um uh, just the writer strike. It's the really low one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that's, I went and looked at that to, not, for that, for not, that reason. Not, not to be too harsh. Yeah. Um, the writer strike. So there's another writer strike. Um, we had one. It's been a while since oh, the last one. Been uh, like that was 15 the, that was years? The start of start of Bearded Conan when he was like. Bearded Conan? <laughs> remember he started, <laughs> no, I never yeah. watched Conan. Oh, Conan Brian. Yeah, he, when he just he started had to do all this. So, and he. Grew a, a big orange beard in solidarity with the writer strike. Oh, yeah. okay. And it's actually some of his best work. It was like him, like back <laughs> on The Simpsons when he was like absolute gold. But yeah. So a lot of shows affected at the moment. Oh yeah. Um, shitloads. One of the ones that I like that tweaked the the thing that grabbed my interest first was The Last of Us Two has just stopped in its tracks. Um, so The Last of Us season two has yep. stopped in its tracks. They hadn't even started casting. They were about to start casting all the new roles. Uh, and have stopped as a result of the writer's strike. Apparently, this one is uh, a, a lot of the attention is focused on how little royalties writers are paid for streaming content. Yeah, so, it's something stupid like 0.003 cents an episode or something. One of, one of the person shared their like actual paycheck and it was just like, that's all they got. Yeah. 
and it's and it's, so they get paid considerably per, per, per episode. Yeah, for, for like, and does that go up per view or no? But like that's, that's no, that's that that's just, the problem. Okay. It doesn't go up per view. So oh. so the amount that they would get paid in a traditional model of putting it out on on a television channel mm. is considerably higher than if it gets picked up by Netflix and streamed or Stan or whoever. I'm not picking on Netflix specifically, but their contracts are stuck in the dark ages pre-streaming and they're not getting recognised financially for the streaming era that we currently live in. It's very similar to the conversations we had about the big stars not getting paid enough for um, streaming releases. They only got paid on on cinema box office. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Remember, yeah, like during lockdown, yeah, yeah. So I vaguely remember the discussion. Yeah. yeah. So, so actors have already had this argument and presumably – found some sort of middle ground that everyone's happy with now because it's otherwise it'd still be in the news. Yeah. And now the writers are doing the same thing and good on them too. Oh, with, without the – well, I mean, we've seen the – We've seen what happens without seen, the writers. We've seen the effect of without the writers. You end up with a fucking with, podcast called Pixels and Pints. Yeah, without without decent writers. I mean, you you, you see the, the actors have nothing to go with and – so fucking pay them, and you pay end up with so, and you end up with dipshits who can't write, trying to write it, yeah, try exactly. content, and it's if, terrible. If they if they pay the good ones well, yeah, or even pay the good ones well to mentor the poor ones or the younger ones to come up through, get better shows out there, get more people watching streaming services, and still instead of everybody abandoning them at the moment, yeah. Like, it's just it's it's a no brainer, really. But I guess they're losing money left, right, and center anyway because just. Aren't Netflix in some horrible like hole? I know they don't release their financials, but isn't doesn't isn't there something going around that Netflix loses X amount of million dollars every month for That's yeah. probably coming down from when they were the only ones doing it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they've I mean they've still got a shit ton of content on there compared to most of them. Yeah. So. Um I, yeah. I'm, but I'm not really well, they're not really picking on Netflix specifically. But yeah, I think you're right around oh. Netflix has a big deficit. But you know the other the other reality is the the capitalist society we live in means shareholders need to see increasing profits yeah. indefinitely, yeah, and, and instead uh, of just cruising on breaking even, this <laughs> cruising oh, on sorry. breaking even <laughs> most of my life <laughs> <laughs> might even be an episode title in that somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, shareholders want to see increasing ever increasing profits, mm. yeah, um, and so we have to. If you don't have more money coming in the top, then you have to take it. You have to rob your staff. Mm. So, and the creatives. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that fucking kind of <laughs> dull, not dull, uh, depressing note, we'll move on to the second beer. Hey, fucking writers, your dogs. Yeah, you, this is yours. You can introduce again. This is the Sunny and Share Hazy Small Double Dry Hopped. I'm not sure if I'm reading that right. No, I think it's just the Sunny and Share Hazy. Yeah, it, 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 it's just it reads it reads weird on yeah. the label. Yeah, uh, it's from Loophole Brewing, uh, who are in South Australia. There we go. Uh, they're in Robe, South Australia, which I didn't know existed. So that's been look. This has been fun for me. Um, this is oh, it's a triticale. Yeah, it's a what? Triticale. I love a triticale. Is that a brewing term? I know that Dan doesn't. No. Fuck yes, I am the king. <laughs> it's too much time with Liam. <laughs> No, it's no, because we make technical Cicerone. Yeah, no, it's statement. not. It's not a Cicerone statement. They don't fucking know what they're talking about. Um, so it's brewed from the same mash as their hazy double IPA, and then they use the the, the runoff to make a smaller beer. So you make the big beer, and then you make the small beer out of the same uh. same grains. Yeah, 
We've done it. Yeah, I've I know that Red's done it a few times. Ooh, um, so this small hazy sits a little lower in bitterness, but packs a nice hoppy floral combo of orange, melon, and fresh cut pine. They use Astra, Cashmere, and Vic Secret hops. Um, but yeah. So yeah, this is a yeah true to Carly. That's that's my fun word for the episode. It's yeah, how do you spell it? T r i t a c l e. Um, it, wasn't it on the can? No, that's my memory oh. coming oh, in. Okay. <laughs> well done, Tom's brain still working. It's quite bow, juicy bow, on bow. the nose. Um, it's kind of it's pith. It's it's not even orange pith. It's more like the white inside yeah. of the yeah, orange the pith. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, and otherwise, that's on the nose and a little bit of the flavour profile, but otherwise it's like making love in a canoe. But it's 3.7%. Sure, but it's- I think it's quite full, it's quite full and grassy on, on when you actually get it in your- In your, in your, in your, in your fucking mouth in your hole. In your, in your palate. Um, yeah, I, 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 get a, I get a bit of a- Not a huge amount of that bitterness, but I do get a decent amount of that bitterness at the back. There's just no body to it. But that that I know it's three point seven percent. But I've no, had plenty a, of table beers that are fucking. But they're not brewed off the same mash. That's the whole thing. It's the it's the technical aspect. So they should get points for recycling. Yes. <laughs> can can I play a bubble burster for a sec? Sure. <laughs> um, Triticale oh, oh. is a type of uh, a hybrid of wheat and rye. Not well, a, what am I thinking of? Not, then? not a not a technique. I get. Oh no, it is. It's what's it called? <laughs> Maybe I don't remember yeah. shit then. Yeah. Um, okay. What's the beer? Uh, what do you think of the beer, Dan? Um, I think the uh, the hot profile. It's it's trying to be a big beer in a little body. Um, and it's so it's so thin. It's it's so, super thin. So thin. Yeah, yeah, it's super. That's what I'm. Partagile. Partagile. Fuck. It's close. <laughs> My volume's up too loud. I feel like you guys are yelling. So what is that? That's a, like a double mash or something, is it? Essentially, yeah. So they they you make the first beer. At a, like, quite a high ABV. High gravity, yeah. yeah. And then you use that all like to use make the, the second. Yeah. You use the word to mash in a second time to make. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a double mash. I mean, without the fancy word. No, two beers from a single mash. Yeah. 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 Oh, two beers from a single mash. Yeah. So they split the split the word out. No, I think they use the grain again. They use the grain again. In yes. next episode, more long, long <laughs> pauses long, followed by deeply technical beer discussion. Yes. <laughs> well, the people Some are always asking us to uh, explain what no, these no, no, that's, are. No, 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 that's fair. Yeah. James, James did ask for that. And then he moved to another Damn state it. and we don't care anymore. Um, James. Uh, but finish my thought on the beer. I think, once again, yeah, it's, it's trying to be a big beer in a little body. and But I I would drink that. Like, mm. for, for a 3.7% mid, like, Sort of hoppy product. I don't mind that. Oh, I just think there's better table beers out there. Yeah. That's yeah. just my opinion. Yep. Yeah. There's there's basically no body to it, which allows that sort of orangey mm. bitterness, that harsh bitterness, to come through. I've got to say that the the, the fact that I detect the ins like the rind rather than the pith is very subtle. Mm-hmm. And if it had a if if it had a heavier body, it would wipe that subtlety yeah. away. A hundred percent. If it had some residual sugar in that in there, yeah. but it's really dry and really thin. Yeah. yeah, we do have a few more of these. I'll have to see if we have the uh, <coughs> the double IPA, and I'll see if I. Oh, well, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, Partigal Brewing, not Triticale. God damn it, Tom, brain still don't work. Anyway, 
technical terminologies. Just make sure you don't throw the cans away because I'm not really keeping up with the show notes on what we're drinking. Um, out of five, people? I'm going to give that a four. Four? Yeah, yeah. probably. Three, seven, five? No, lower than that, I think. Three and a half? Three. <laughs> going three, once? Three. I'll only do quarter points when I'm at home. So you're doing three, you're doing four, and I'm doing whatever you want. Don't think I haven't noticed your quarter points, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can rate whatever the. I, I, <laughs> yeah, he he didn't didn't make us take a stand on that shit. You yeah. did, mate. Uh, oh no, I don't mean tonight. Oh, I okay. mean in other to- at other times. Right, 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 right. Um, I've been rating Dan's beers online <laughs> with I, I, all quarter points. Yeah. Yep. Good work. Good and work. And didn't I? Wasn't I tempted? One fucking shit. <laughs> it doesn't taste like a sour. Yeah. And it's a double dry hop IPA. Um, all right, let's get into some mini reviews. Actually, it's all going to be me unless you guys have some that you forgot to write down. I have not watched a thing okay. lately. That, oh, I have. Well, not it's that I've finished. Four weeks. I, I haven't watched anything recently, but it's been four weeks. So I like to. Um, yeah. Besides, because we're doing the Mando wrap up later. Like, I want to do that mm. for like. I think I got like two episodes left of Ted Lasso, and I'll I'll do the yeah, Ted Lasso okay. wrap up. Cool. Yeah. Um. So the first movie I wanted to review just briefly was Ghosted, which we talked about uh, with the uh, arms. Is it the arms? Anna the arms. Anna the arms and the legs. Um. And Captain America. Captain America is exactly where I was going to go. <laughs> Chris, like, Chris, Chris, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. I knew yeah. he was See, a Chris. See, this is what happens when I don't have a IMDb in front of Chris. Um. Yeah. One of the Chris's. You know what? It was. It, it's exactly what I expected it to be, which was a fun, don't take it too seriously action movie with gender role reversal. Mm. But it wasn't overplayed gender role reversal either. It was just, it's what it is. She's the super spy and he's the bumbling kind of fucking tag along. Yeah. With a completely unrealistic um, kind of climax where suddenly he has just through osmosis become also a super spy right at the end. Yeah. Oh, that happens. So. Yeah. Well, not so much a super spy. He becomes an action hero. Suddenly, he's extremely comfortable around guns and is very good at aiming them, even though he spent the entire movie being a bumbling fool. So, but I laughed in the right spots, and it wasn't That's what you want. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. It was good, honest fun. Mm. Uh, and then, just to bring the mood down, I watched the Michael J. Fox um, documentary called Still, which I believe is an Apple documentary. Uh, it was. Excellent, but like obviously really fucking sad. Yeah. Um, but like just really fucking great the way that it, it so it, it told Michael's story of his, you know, how he was found in, in was it Family Matters? I think it was Family, Family Matters. Matters yeah. Um and then he got his part in in um Back, Back to the Future and he was only allowed to do the part if he never skipped any episodes of Family Matters. So he was sleeping for three hours being driven to one set by one guy and then driven to the next set and then driven home and then picked up three hours later. And he did that for three months. He did look very tired in, uh, <laughs> in if you go back and watch yeah. um, Back to the Future, he did look very tired yeah. and disheveled. And then, and then you know, when he's- He was playing a high school teenager. Yeah, yeah. During the intro, he sleeps in, doesn't he? And yeah. then he's got a high <laughs> towel at, he's yeah. got a high towel at the school anyway. Yeah. So, um, And I mean, I'd- I, I, I assume Dan as well and, and potentially Tom, but I grew up with watching Michael J. Fox movies as we were kids. Yeah, yeah definitely. Up, so. yeah. I grew up with Family Matters. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have to admit, I never really watched much of Family Matters, um, but certainly all the movies, and you know, even uh, Teen Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf, mm. yeah, Teen yeah. Wolf, yeah, um, and then all of the Back to the Futures, obviously. Um, but even stuff that comes to mind. So watching through it, then he's he's diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. He hides it. He uses drugs and al- a lot of alcohol to try and hide it from everybody. And then they show you footage, just clips from movies that I've seen a million times. And once you know what to look for. He's visibly fucking shaking in some of those shots yeah. and no one knew. Until he announced it publicly, mm. no one knew. Well, they and, wouldn't have been looking for it. Yeah, and, and the other thing he said is I found I could control it beyond the pills. He said he became um, he became a genius in like doing on-the-fly mental arithmetic as to if I take the tablet now, it'll kick in at exactly this part of this scene so that I, can, I know I've got to use my hands for the scene. But he said, as long as I had Sonic in my hand, my hand would stop shaking. So you watch all these movies and all these clips, he's always got Sonic in his hand. A clipboard, a phone, whatever it is, a towel. Mm -hmm. In so many of his sequences, he's holding something to hide the fact that he's got Parkinson's. Yeah, right. Uh, and then obviously it just it, it it also kind of cuts between present day and, you know, how it's affecting him and the the pain and the physicality of of um of of his disease. Um the the Fox Foundation, which really was the one of the first organizations to inject funding into research into Parkinson's in a big way. Yep. Um, and then cuts back to some of the stuff in his his kind of history. And his wife's there and his kids and all the rest of it. It's a really beautiful documentary. It's well cut together. What's it on? I think it's Apple TV. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, they do a lot of good content. Um, I've, it's not to say that everything Apple TV has, yeah, Apple TV Plus has released is awesome, but everything I've ever watched that they've released has been awesome. Um, so I'm just, you know, worried about confirmation bias. Uh, there could be a bunch of shit stuff too that I've never seen. Yeah, there's um, that Foundation show. That was pretty shit. <laughs> um Fuck you, man. Got him. <laughs> absolutely he, he de- couldn't let it go. Oh, absolutely derailed him. <laughs> uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's worth watching. Um, and, yeah, anyway. Yep. Uh, and then the, the, the third and final before we get into Ant-Man 3, because I know you've seen that. I don't think Dan ever, ever wants to. Uh, I watched The Whale. Mm. Oh, the Brendan Fraser one. Yep. It, I thoroughly... Because he I won think, the Oscar for that, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, he yeah. did. I, 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 I want to say that I enjoyed it as, a, as an entertainer. As entertainment in terms of it, its media is designed to entertain, but it wasn't really a, a feel-good movie. It was, it was an honest accounting of somebody who suffered from uh, like morbid obesity. I think it's actually super morbid obesity, which is one stage past that, uh, and the effects on relationships and his relationship with food is kind mm. of. It's not not. It, he didn't dive deep into that, into the relationship with food, but it's certainly present. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his relationship with his carer and his his uh, daughter, um, it felt like like it's a full-length movie, but it felt really short. Have you seen it? No. Nah. It felt really short. I got to the end and the climax, the emotional climax and the anti-climax and then curtains, and it just it was like a 20-minute movie. Yeah. But it was a 90-minute movie. Yeah, yeah, right. It just sucked me straight in. So I, I, you know, I know it got a lot of a lot of grief from various groups that I don't necessarily agree with some of them. But I thought it was a really good. It was worth telling the story, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's good for Brendan Fraser to get that. Like, you know, fucking killed it too. Yeah. He really By killed all accounts, it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He he's an actor that needs to come back into yes. Hollywood. Yeah. 
This is the mini review section. I got caught up reading these uh, brewing processes, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, did you have a mini review? I, I do. It's one Good. that I one, one that I kept forgetting to mention. Um, we months ago because we've watched fuck all for the last like three weeks, other than like Grand Designs because mm. I love Grand Designs. I don't know what that is. Oh, you never seen Grand Designs? It's Grand Designs. Oh, oh, Pete, you're missing out. Grand Designs UK. Don't worry about Australia and New Zealand. Just watch Grand Designs UK. Is it? Does it have anyone that says this? It will kill. Mm, yeah. Because I got the exact same reaction when I said I'd never watched that either. <laughs> um, no, Grand Designs isn't for everybody, but okay. I like it. Um, Banshees of Ishniran. Um, oh, with Colin Farrell and and yep, uh, yep. Brendan Gleeson. I had to look up who yep. the Brendan Gleeson character was. It is. It is like it's on the list to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I loved it. It's set on a single Irish island. Yeah, and everybody knows each other. It's set in the. Uh, I don't want to get the year wrong, so maybe Pete can quickly Google that. I don't um, even, I'm trying to figure out what oh, the fuck okay. you said it was called. The, ban- the Banshees of, of Ishniran. Um, oh yeah, that's what I thought you said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's set during the um, civil war in Ireland, where the yeah, okay. IRA's on the rise and everything's going off, and they can hear bombs and the war going off on the mainland. So World War One, so nineteen twelve ish. Cool. Yeah. Well, from my vague recollection of being engrossed in Michael Connolly, the movie, because uh, that's kind of a story about that. Okay, uh, I think I'm Tom's looking, looking, I'm Tom's looking, looking it up. It up. No, you keep talking, cool. I'll look it up. It, yep. it is set on the, the one island. It's set about two friends, and apparently it's an analogy between... 1923. There we go. Um, an analogy between the IRA and the Irish government. And right. I, I won't go into what actually happens in it, but it's a you see it in the ads, Colin Farrell and his best friend, the Brendan Gleeson character. Mm. Um they they're at the pub together every day, and um, saw a short for this. And Brendan no. Brendan Gleeson just goes to him. Uh, I don't think I like you anymore, um, and we need to part ways. But like, it's there's just, nowhere to go. There's, there's fuck all people on the island, and <laughs> Colin and Colin Farrell pushes the fact and pushes the fact and pushes the fact, and and shit unfolds that mm. you don't expect. Right, and it it just goes on, and it it is it a Cairns Cairns film? Uh, like- it might have been. Yeah, it was. It was funny uh, until it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those. Shit gets that, real quickly. Yeah. Well, not really. It, it, it goes for about, it probably turns quite serious about just after halfway. Okay. Uh, and then gets real serious after that. And you, you kind of go, oh, I feel bad about laughing at this to start with. And, but it was thoroughly enjoyable the whole time through. Like didn't, didn't skip a beat. And mm. like I haven't watched a movie all the way through without having to go pee in years. Um, and I was just completely engrossed in this. And it was just the characters were likable even when they weren't likable. Uh, you could understand what they were both going through and yeah. and even the other side characters that were in were in it. Uh, Brendan Gleeson's – is that Mr. Mercedes? Yes. Yeah, I love that actor. Yeah. And obviously uh, Colin Farrell's brilliant. Yeah. And, so, and just their, their interaction with each other and just – it was just a really good – Low, I think it was low budget Irish movie where not much happens other than people talking. Yeah, like okay. the, the budget need, didn't need to be stretched past paying for the really good actors, the really good writers, and the really good film crew. Yeah, yep, they didn't yep. have to pay for massive special effects or anything like that. There was, there was, it was obviously some costuming and everything that, yeah. that went into it. Um, but it, outside of that, it was 
a budget well used, whatever their budget might have been, and it really shows in just a quality, quality movie. Yeah, cool. And I, I wish I could talk about it more, but I don't want to give things away Spoiler, for people yeah. that haven't seen it. Sweet. That sounds good. Um, you always come up with these good reviews of shit that I haven't seen, and I always end up writing them down to watch them and never do. Like the Oak Room. Oak You're Room? missing out. The Oak Room. Um, and the last one I talky, had- Talky, talky, small, small stories. Yeah. Something yeah. all about it at the moment. Which is like the, the movie version of a stage play almost. The thing. Oh, yeah. And this was, yeah. yeah. You could quite easily see this being a stage play. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that I, was originally what it was written for. I don't know. But So it's dialogue heavy. It's, it's dialogue heavy, but it also does a lot of show don't tell. Yeah. And doesn't over explain what doesn't need to be explained. Yeah. yeah. I think I don't know if I reviewed it on this, but there was one I, Emma and I watched recently that she didn't particularly like, but I quite enjoyed it. It was the same kind of vibe with Chris Pine. It's on Amazon. It's, names escape me at the moment. I'll find it. But it's um same thing. I Watching it, I was like, that that was a stage play on screen. Like mm. they didn't really move from this one restaurant scene. Mm. Um, it was, it was yeah, very, very good. But, yeah, th- those are – I wouldn't say they're coming back, but they're becoming more prevalent at the moment, especially mm. for a lot of these actors we've seen in big Hollywood things who are taking that step back and they want to do these more like, no, I'm a serious actor. Like I don't just do explode, explode, spaceships and aliens and whatever. But they're also taking – probably taking whatever parts aren't Marvel movies because that's that's 90% of Hollywood at the moment is a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. dodging dodging everything that's not a Disney-made product, mm. really. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing, yeah, but also you're getting it kind of back into that. It's it's what is it? it's the the indie cred as, mm, as they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. getting that I indie cred. Agree. Back, yeah. yeah, and hot, but well made indie. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Um, there's been a lot of well made indie stuff throughout mm. the whole the whole film film industry kind of thing. But all the uh, old knives. All the old knives. Yeah. There you go. Okay. It's very very good. Yeah. Um, and then well well actually we can talk about well I can talk about two Marvel movies because I've seen. The latest two. Yeah, I was supposed to have seen it, but I, I, I even bought and paid for a ticket and then got COVID. Got the spiciest of coughs. That's it. Um, uh, do you mind holding off reviewing Guardians 3 until I get to see it? Absolutely this not. This weekend, please. That is fine. Thank you. Yep. And spoil the fuck out of Ant-Man. <sighs> Spoiler, he gets small. <laughs> and then big again? Oh, does he ever? <laughs> You've but, seen it. Hey, hey, but there's variations in there because oh, doesn't he, he get, he get he They're gets, in the quantum realm. He so gets big all... in the quantum realm. He gets little quantum little and then yep. gets big in the quantum realm. <laughs> yeah. And then does he get big, big again at the end? Do they all get big, big at the end? Spoilers for Ant-Man and the one you don't care about. Some of them. The Wasps. The wasp. No, 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 not a person. What's the movie called? Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? That Quantumania yep. was the bit I was well, And Marvel for. are starting to get a little ridiculous with the length of the fucking titles. I apologise then. I did yeah. not mean the Wasp. I meant the Quantumania part. Uh, well, it just- it was, And the it, little June bug now because there's the, the daughter. Daughter, Yeah, the daughter now has an, has an Ant-Man suit too. Um, Is she called June bug? No. Oh. no. I can't remember what she's called. She she does have a role in, in the comics as well. So they, they She are, has a significant role in the movie yeah. too. Yeah. Like- um, it's one of those ones though where it's like same kind of thing you were just talking about with the uh, Chris Evans osmosis. It's like there's no way she learned the suit that quickly. Like that was something that like she was able to go big when you know it took uh, Paul Rudd's Ant Man Scott to two movies to do that. She's able to do it in. <laughs> yeah, well, let's she gets say the tired better, better. the first time, and that was the only time she got tired. Yeah. Which character were we talking about here? The daughter. Oh, yeah. We're going to call her Junebug. That should have been a name, even if it wasn't. Here we go. Um, a lot of, uh, but a bigger focus on um, 
Michelle Pfeiffer's character yes. this time, which was kind of yeah, which was kind of cool. It almost felt like uh, well, Evangeline Lilly took a massive backseat in this yeah. film. She's barely used. I yeah. saying what I said before. Yeah. I completely forgot she was even in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely forgot. hadn't hadn't even seen her in any of the trailers. No, oh, but she's she's definitely got less than ten percent of the screen time. Like the holy shit, really. A lot of the focus is on. Oh, I wouldn't know that. That is a gross underestimate. Yeah. It'd be like they kind of split the story into three. There's there's three the three main two groups. Acts, would you call them? No, <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about the groups they focus on right. for screen time. Yeah. Um. So the 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 five good characters, and then you got Kang, and the f- characters are five. It's Scott and his daughter, and then the um. Michelle Pfeiffer and Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas go off on their own, like separate adventure. parallel adventure kind of thing. Um, and then there's a, a bunch focusing on um, Jonathan Majors Kang, who may or may not be coming back ever. Um, depending what do you mean? on what happens with his court case. Oh, has I'm not across that? that. So, are we allowed to talk about it, or is it too politically hot topic? Well, I think it's a bit of. Well, well we don't know. It's he hasn't one of been. Those. No, but there's accusations. The, accusations of assault. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. We, you know about this. We've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, we've talked about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it all gets lost in the Ezra Miller bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, no, that's, um, which is, yeah, because he was definitely set up to be the next big bad of and how they well, adapt I, to that. I'll so, tell you yeah, what. Depending um, what happens. <clears throat> so, sorry. My take on the movie was not a, I didn't have a great experience with it. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was contrived as fuck all the way through. Right. Um. There were some cool visuals, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the the creativity of the the background plates and the curving, the curvature of the the world and the little creatures and the big mm. creatures and the living fucking um, living buildings. You know, I want to call yeah, them. yeah, yeah. There were living buildings. Yeah, yeah, yep. That was all very cool. Mm. The art the art director did a fucking bang up job, but and and obviously the actors are the actors. They're good actors, but the actual story was just felt a bit contrived. Yeah, Bill, it's, Bill Murray was a nice, nice little, little cameo d- detraction. Yeah, yeah. D- uh, distraction cameo. Yeah, but but like the collector, well, I, I guess they used the collector even more than they did Bill Murray and um, uh, Jeff Goldblum. He kind of fit into that category. Very like he's the silver-haired old actor brought into the MCU for a bit part. Yeah, yeah, and. It, Felt like a bit of a waste. And I, the, the overall story is just like, yeah, it built up to a predictable climax. The climax itself was pretty lame overall. There was a whole lot of Kang saying, I'm going to destroy these fuckers while he sits in his Tower of Babel and they just bowl him over. Yeah. He didn't even get up and fight until literally they're already inside his little his little kingdom stopping him from achieving the big bad goal. Like, it was just so fucking stupid. And when does Mr. Potato Head come into it? Oh, oh my God. That was the <laughs> worst part of it for me. They they fucked Modoc. They fucked they Modoc. They fucked Modoc good. <laughs> I've, well, I've, I've, seen, I've, I've seen bits of him, but then I also see something about the daughter saying to him, don't be a dick. Yep. Yep. Just You just have to stop being a dick. Just don't be a dick. And he's like, but I'm already a dick. Like, I've already been a dick. And she's like, there's it never the too weirdest, late to stop. weirdest, like, attempting to be comedic bit that just fell so it, it just was, fell flat it was yeah. tone deaf it yeah. was that wasn't even for lack of comedic timing it was just it was delivered awkwardly and the lines were awkward themselves we're spoiling the fuck out of it anyway for people who haven't seen it so it's the modok is in the comics is this un this giant floating head 
for those who don't know who we're talking about, Modok is a, basically a he's giant got, floating. He's, he's got little arms, little and, arms and legs, doesn't he? Tiny arms and legs in the yeah. comics, but he also is. Do in they this work, flo- or are they just little? They just kind of flop there. Um, but he's got like vestigial. He's vestigal basically legs. got like an octopus suit that's got buzz saws and lasers and guns oh, okay. and everything. Like, <laughs> if you look at him in the comics, he actually he's because Modok stands for um, organism design something. Something organism designed only for killing. I can't remember what the M is at the moment. Mechanized, wasn't it? Yeah, mechanized. Yeah, because he's he's robot-y thing. So what they've done in this film, for some unknown reason, is they take the bad guy from the first film and say that when Ant-Man defeated him in the first film, he like shrinks him down. He shrunk him into the quantum realm and made him this like deformed thumb-headed thing. And then Kang, who was living in the quantum realm, picks him up and makes him Modok. And so so and and so the reason it's why is uh, it's yeah yeah I have this really disturbing image of Kang picking up like a basketball with a little flappy arm. That's exactly like, what oh, it was. Shit, yeah. really? Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. it was. Oh, okay. And it's, and and so the explanation for why he's got little arms and legs but a big head is that when he was shrunk down into the quantum realm, his because he was in his suit. And, yeah, yeah, his head shrunk at a different proportion to the rest of his body. Yeah. And of course it did. Because, yeah, because, because of course. I mean, but didn't you fucking know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Corey Stoll's not a bad actor, but the the CGI of was he drunk the entire time he was filming? Like it's it's well, yeah. Well, he and, and have known what was going on. He would have just been on a screen somewhere, or like in front of a green screen. Yeah. For the, but but they've distorted the perspective of his face. Lace, yeah. To fit a to fit a three dimensional like it's a, it's not a, a spheroid. It's not a sphere. It's a spheroid. Mm. And it's like they've stretched the skin without adding volume and depth, so it just looks like a really bad projection. Oh. And it's like the CGI is really, really budget. It reminded me of Zordon from the Power Rangers. Yes. The floating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That kind of bad distortion. Yeah. Like uh, it was, you know what? There you go. That's literally what it was. Yeah, I've seen seen him. It's just out of proportion. Yeah, and, and he looks like a testicle in a gold suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and then the, because he's bald and his head stretches back, like the the suit goes back quite a far way. Yeah, that the bald head is not even in proportion. It's not a skull in a suit mm. with some little dangly bits. It's a skull that's been distorted backwards and kind of stretched out and just. But it's also just weird. Just all it's kinds a, of. It bad. was just a very weird choice to because Modok's not the most serious threat in the comics, but he was meant to, he was. He was a, a serious, serious threat. threat, and they just made an absolute mockery of him. Yeah. So, yes. what what is he in the comics? An alien? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's different cyborg, on, yeah, cyborg organism stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Earthbound or no, no, from uh, yeah, or might have been. He, he's created by AIM. The the think the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he was he was he was actually the main villain in the Square Enix Avengers game. End up being, okay. you see his pr- progression from a. Um, a human to that, but they did it well. Like, <laughs> it was actually a pretty good design they gave him in the end. Um, yeah, and this one, it was it was just the weirdest left turn and it's like, yeah, look, the Ant-Man films have never been like the central, like they've always been that little weird offshoot thing, um, but this was just like, the thing with this was it was trying to be that so it could be its own centralised little thing, but at the same time it's, Spent most of it really just trying to set up Kang and then the Council of Kangs as the future bad for the rest Which of the Which is a fucking – and that's the most contrived part for me. They, they, they set – and I've been saying this all along and, and you've been saying, just wait, Pete, just wait. We're gonna, and, it's, and it's going to be this movie is where they're going to establish this this big bad in a realistic kind of way. 
the Kang that's in the film is supposed to be the mega bad Kang, the the, the you know mass murderer, destroyed whole fucking universes, yeah. killed trillions of people, and he's he's just he's not a credible threat at any point in the entire movie. He's not. Mm. He, like, he's wee little. <laughs> but, but but I mean, within the context of the quantum realm, where, he, where he's normal sized, mm. his his powers are really really. That's an oxymoron. But anyway. Where he's, he's, everything's relative. He's yeah. He's he's normal. He's relatively <laughs> normal sized for the quantum realm, um, but his his powers killed a bunch of random fighters in the war or in the in the battle at the end. But and his powers were were formidable in the sense that he could just whip them around and people would just dis. It was like a disintegration rate. It reminded me of uh, War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Mm. But then he fights anyone who mattered, and it was like. Suddenly oh, yeah, they had the best, some of the best movie plot armor that I've ever seen. Ever those, those, suddenly wow. those powers just didn't work anymore because yeah. they go into a fight and he's punching them with this amazing vaporizing way and they're just having a fight like it's not there. Yeah. You can just see someone like running off and falling behind a, like a little tiny boulder while everybody <laughs> else around them yeah. just disintegrates. Yeah. It was just, it was the, the final fight was contrived and I just, he, at no point did he feel yeah. like a real threat. And then he was defeated within five seconds. Like the battle was over before it began. And then the Council of Kang, which is the really, really big bad, it's just a million more of the same dude. Like, sorry, but that's it's a shitty bad guy for uh, for an MCU major story arc. Mm. I, a million of anyone in a multiverse would be as evil or as good or it as was, yeah, varied. It was definitely like I expected it. Like I was excited when they said that Kang was coming, and this it just it was misstepped. It really just it had and when because and the problem was like. I really liked Jonathan Major's performance in it. I thought the way he was setting him up was yep. good. He was he was menacing, and it was like, oh yeah, that gave me a little bit of a chill. Sometimes the lines he said, it's like, yeah, that's that's the menacing Kang I want to see. And then, yeah, it just didn't work at the end. And it, I don't. Know. I found him more interesting as a bad guy in Loki when he was playing when a different Kang. When he's a different yeah version. But he's, yeah. he's that he's got that that calculating, um, fucked up. Like there's something wrong in their hair. He was slightly broken, in and he Loki. was creepy, yeah. and mm. he was threatening, but without being a you know a, you know obtusely threatening. Like there there was a lot of subtlety to his performance in Loki yeah, yeah. that really made him quite scary. And in this, it was just I, yeah, it wasn't bad acting, but he just he didn't hit that same mark. If that makes sense, yeah. And I just don't know. Yeah, I think it's a plot thing. <laughs> oh, I just, yeah, I'm 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 actually just, yeah, I don't know where it's. Like we would say, where it's gone wrong. Like if it's coming from direction, if it's coming from writing, if it's reshoots, if it's like someone else stepping in and going, no, 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 you can't do that. Even though that would have been like that. I might personally have been- think it's writing. Yeah, I think it's writing because he acted it well. He delivered his lines well. The lines were pretty, mm. pretty, pretty okay. They didn't stand out as shit like poorly written, other than the "don't be a dick" part. Yeah, that was just it was an attempt. Like when they just try and be too. Funny on the nose. I felt just, like yeah. it was more like it was it was a really really bad attempt at appealing to like eleven year old preteen girls. Like it just it was delivered that awkwardly that it's like here's a bunch of old forty year old dudes trying to connect with eleven year old girls in a in a legit way in a movie way, mm-hmm. uh, and it just fell way short because it was the wrong language, it was the wrong lines, the wrong timing, and it just didn't belong. I mean, the daughter's meant to be like eighteen in the film, but yeah, eleven year old, sure. I know what you mean, yeah. 
it, that's, it, it, that's it, it how did, it read yeah. to me. It was just it was, a weird Mattel. Old, old people trying to talk to young people, like, "How do you do, fellow youths?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt like it wanted a Mattel logo <laughs> on the corner. It just didn't fit. So yeah, it was. It's definitely it's fallen fallen short, and it's it's. I it's 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 too much of a trying to set up. It could have been its own great little internal story. It's just they focus too much on the setup for me of the focus too much on like because I really enjoy the other Ant Man films as they're not really integral to the rest of what's going on. It's just yeah, it's them doing that. They're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this and the was, second one was quite inventive in the way that it used the sizing up and sizing yeah, yeah, down the, stuff. I thought it was interesting as yeah. a standalone. Movie. This is just too much of a. It's now MCU. Oh, now you, now you got to be in the MCU. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it it's felt the hook like, coming in and going. Like, get over here! Like you're getting too far away. Like even the color palette reminded me too much of Guardians of the Galaxy. The bold, vivid purples and 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 blues and aquas that we've been seeing in a lot mash, of Guardians. Mash of yeah, the Guardians uh, space and uh, Doctor Strange alternate dimensions. Where mm. yeah, and it almost feels and and these movies starting because I rewatched um uh, uh Doctor Strange two the other. Uh, yeah, mentions of or, um, multiverse, multiverse of madness. Of madness. Yep. I rewatched that. I watched this, and I've, obviously I haven't seen Guardians three yet. But it just it almost feels too shiny. I don't know. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's not a it's not a perfect description, but for me, it's just all feeling a little bit like everything's wrapped in in shiny plastic. I don't know. It's just my read. When, of- when you're playing like a, a a game like Fallout and you can set your armor to pristine, it's like it wouldn't be pristine. No. <laughs> it's got to be worn <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm kind of starting to get a bit of palate fatigue in that sense. Mm. Anyway, um, I, I stick by what I said a while ago in terms of my prediction of this phase, and I think it's just a it's a bit of a lost phase. Like it, it doesn't seem to have a strong arc connecting this phase's movies together. Mm. Like it's taking us anywhere interesting. Now, hopefully, next phase they wake the fuck up because this phase is this has been a maybe it's just listen, we've got an anticlimax period, so let's just make eight shit movies and just eat shit. We'll survive as a company, um, so that we can yeah, distance ourselves. That's the thing, they're still making enough money from these releases that people are going to come back and be like, oh, it's you know, I resent the fact that I paid $45 a minute ago to, to watch this movie, but I still pay every time. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's a diminishing returns though, it is. But but maybe it's just a case of we've got to pump out some stuff to distance us from the climax of, of Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. And so we'll pump out some crappy movies. You know, we'll only make nine hundred million instead of a trillion dollars or a billion dollars rather, um, for each movie. And then once we get through this phase of shit. But they don't have to be shit. They're still spending the same amount of money to make them. Yeah. So they don't have to be shit. No, I'm actually interested to see if they are spending as much money to make them now. They don't have to pay Robert Downey Jr. a billion, <laughs> billion dollars each time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I should. I was going to put it in the news and I just remembered because I forgot to. But um, I don't know if you guys saw as well with the – so Secret Invasion is the next Marvel f- show coming out. Mm-hmm. There's, there's Nick Fury. Oh, Nick Fury gets angry. Um, and that's episodic. But after that, they're going to dump – Seasons. So Loki season two and Echo are full releases day one. Wow. Didn't yep. know that. Yeah. Mm. I think that only got released the other day. Didn't yeah, you? yeah. I heard about very, Echo. Yeah. 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 So those those two other series after Secret Invasion, they're going to be, you comes out, you know. The full season being full season on day one. Yeah. So this could be your, uh, hey, let's just dump this and move on. Yeah. Just cut and, cut and run. Cut and run. Move into the next phase. Or I'm sure they're not seeing, you know, like the. They'd probably be looking at what they were getting in terms of keeping viewers going through the whole thing compared to, say, like Last of Us, where it was, you know, 
tripling and doubling each time. And then they're like, oh, we're not doing that. But once everything's out, they watch it. So, Well, look, the only reason a streaming company drags it out week on week is to keep you subscribing. Yeah. Ooh. But at best, most of these because of the because we're we're now everything's only ten episodes long. It's only mm. ten weeks. At most, they're getting two, maybe three month subscription instead of one. If you dump it all in one go, it doesn't really justify dragging it out when you should just be making good content frequently yes. enough for mm. people to want to stay on the service. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I dump Stan because once a year there's a good show I want to watch, and then Sorry, the other Stan. eleven months, why the fuck would I pay the fee? You're breaking Stan's heart here. Yeah. Sorry, Stan. Uh, yeah, well, I, I dumped Disney. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. Oh, they're coming for you. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, bring it on. Now that we've got Spin the uh, that shotgun. Now yeah, now they're out of the now they're out of copyright. We're already seeing the the, the murderous um murderous mouse fucking doom clone. What was it called? Mouse the oh, game. Yeah. It's called Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> you did see that. It looks like a, good. Yeah, fucking oath. It looks yeah. really good. Black yeah. and white, original yeah. style Mickey Mouse. Because yeah. they're only allowed Steam to use Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Because mm. they're only allowed to use the original version of Mickey. Mm-hmm. Everything else is still under copyright. Yeah, it looks so, great. Yeah. I'll play that. Yeah, 100%. sure. Uh, we're up for a break, but we've only been going for like an hour. So, well, I got to pee. Okay, we'll be right back Classic. after these sponsors' messages. messages. Yeah, messages. From messages. Hey. And we are back. So you'll leave that in, won't you? Yeah, so, chunky. Maybe. You can carve it. Because that's a Scottish owl. <laughs> no, we got it. It's quite bright. I didn't expect it to be that bright, but I guess protosol these days makes it pretty easy. I don't know what protosol is. It's a fine agent. Thank you. I'm going to do this around the microphone. I don't know whether I should. Did you drive as well, Tom? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, I did, and then I told Emma where the car was parked and said, I'm picking it up. <laughs> she would like Uber rideshare, but Oh, she was coming married. from Macquarie. <laughs> oh, John, I like this. I like this already, and I haven't even tried to be Well, it. let's get straight into it then. So we've got Badlands Kilt Scottish Ale. Have you read this can? I've had this beer okay. so many times. Oh, have you read the tasting guide on the back? Not in a long time. Yeah. So. Well, it's a, a Badlands Kilt Scottish Ale, so it's going to be multi. It's 5%. This is their new can design too. Yes, yeah. Um, it, the tasting guide on the back is at all, they're all out of five. Uh, maltiness is four and a half. Hoppiness is one. Bitterness is two and a half. Roastiness is two. And freedom <laughs> is five. Oh, That's and good. He, he's got a little, uh, he's got a little. <laughs> Scottish man on the top of the label. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh, no, that's, little- that's the old, uh, the old decal. Oh, that's the old decal. Is it? The, it's an it's old the Scottish Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His little kilt getting blown up uh, on the highlands. I like that. I yeah. like that. I'm gonna have to message John. Yeah, nice. It's a fucking tasty beer too. Oh, good. I was hoping. Badlands are from Orange. Yes. If anyone Sorry. is, is, is wondering, yeah, they uh, they're just in the process of opening up their brewery and tasting room as well. They've always mm. had a little brew space, but. Uh, now they've got one in the center of Orange. They're moving closer into town, um, which it's John showed me the plans last time I saw him, and it looks sick. Nice. Yeah. 
This yeah, is exactly what I'd hoped it would be. Yeah, just I'm, a I'm getting, nice big round multi. There's some molasses notes in there. Yeah, some some dark burnt sugar characters. Yeah, it's it's, it's not a lot of residual sugar no. specifically, no, no, but no, you no. get the molasses flavor. Yeah, no flavor out of it. Yeah. Um, and then you get quite a lot of pith. Like I'm getting quite a lot of yeah. of. Is it pith? I think you just like saying that word. Mm. I just <laughs> just taking the pith. Um. Yeah, it's did he a, say residual? Yeah, he did say residual sugars. sugars yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, he did. Played with that one as well. Uh, it's got <laughs> well, fuck you guys. <laughs> it's got a really, really Stop nice body now. to it. It's it's odd coming off the last two that were really thin too. So I mean, this isn't super thick in no. any way, shape, or form, but just that extra um, caramel, caramel malt and everything in there oh, has that, just brought you that. Say that, but if you ever have it on tap and you're lucky to get the uh, bottom of the keg, <laughs> oh, it's a it's a it's a thick, it's a thick boy, it's a thick boy. <laughs> that is triple C <laughs> thick. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> mm. What do we got on the top of the can too? Just a little dirk. Yes. Oh, and the thing on the front's a sporin. Yeah, nice. There's a lot of lot of little. Um, oh, he says in the little, little in the little on the background for, for back the label there for wrap your sporin around this. Yeah, oh yeah, there's a yeah, yeah, multi little number, deep yeah. amber. Yeah, rich toffee. I'm enjoying this. Yep. It's good. Yep, definitely. I John makes sensational beers. I'm your big fan. And multi one multi ones yeah. too. That's yeah. really his John's an Englishman. Um and just their their um one of the few people I could get a reliable hand pump keg off for the last five years. Like, it could have gone anywhere that's I was it. I was gonna say <laughs> to Pete's glad you said keg on there. Um the Badlands oh, London Porter yep. is excellent, mm. and I I was trying to get that on on there as well. Oh, we didn't get any else. No, but uh, that's if, and if we had, it wouldn't have made it to the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a case of it a couple of Christmases ago, and yep. uh, I have, have not been able to get much since. But yes, get get around that if you like multi beers and mm. a bit of a, a bit of a change up, and some nice little cheekiness on the label. Oh, they're ahead of them. Mm. They've got the pregnancy one. Oh, they've got the two. Everyone's yep. getting in now. Could I be yep. pregnant from drinking this beer? Yes. Yeah. This beer August, will get you pregnant. August is the cutoff. Yeah. For pregnancy, pregnancy warnings on the back warnings. of cans. That pregnancy oh, warning. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, because hasn't it always had a pregnancy warning? No. Nope. no, we haven't had to have it, but it's got to be that. That yeah. colour, that shape, that yep. size. Yep. Yeah, fuck the government and their stupid ways. But, but, it's but like the Cadbury purple. You've got to be that pregnancy warning yeah. red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not smart enough to think for ourselves, Dan. No. We, need, we need the nanny state to look after yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, And there's there's then there's three sizes of it. The size for the can, the size for the inner carton, the six or four pack, and then the size for the carton carton. Mm. And it just gradually goes up in size. Yeah. And it's got to be that size in yep. those specific yep. coloured tones. And the problem is when you go printed cans, you, you only have – they, six colors to work from, five or six colors to work from. So you're already tied into red, black, and white. That's fucked. So you have three colors max to work with. So you have to incorporate red, black, and white into your can if you go printed. Labels are different. Labels can yeah. have everything, but that's fucked. Yeah, yeah, it's that's fucked. And, and I'm sure they did a study of like what is the ideal size and ratio to to get maximum notice. They would have been four oh, four sure. bureaucrats sitting around a fucking mm. meeting room table deciding. Yeah, the, the IBA the put a, a huge thing out to all the independent breweries saying, help us sign this petition and send. So I, I jumped on and they auto-generated per, per state and per region or whatever it was, your emails to your local members. Mm. Right. To, and then they gave you the, the, the email, yep. copy it in the body, put your signature on the bottom and send it off to them. So everybody was all on the same page with the same information. 
Um, they did this huge thing saying how much it's going to impact printed cans and like the the independent breweries already don't make enough money, so you, you're already restricting their marketing side or their marketing options by restricting cans to this uh, these colours. Um, it absolutely fell on deaf ears. They were like, yeah, nah, whatever. Thank you. And even <laughs> even the wine industry got behind the independent brewery, wow. the independent beer side, because the wine the wine's like makes no difference to us. We we do we all do printed labels. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't like colours. Nothing's nothing's uh, going to affect us. Mm. But we're in support of our brewing Brethren. brewing brothers, and brothers sisters. and sisters, and others to to be able to market their 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 products properly. So, yeah, I don't know why, but I just really just felt like it was when you said that the I didn't know the wine producers came came to the aid. It was just. I just really thought of the Battle of Five Armies from The Hobbit, and the brewers are all the brewers are all the dwarves, <laughs> yeah. and then the winemakers, the elves, on their giant moose uh, come, <laughs> coming over the ridge. <laughs> and of course, the politicians are all just orcs, yes. goblin scum. The, yeah. the spirits with the army of men. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> distillers. Sorry. All right, we're going to move into uh, trailer trash. I think. Yes. Oh no, we got to rate this beer out of five. I'm thinking pretty high. I'm thinking like a four to five. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm highly biased with this beer. I shouldn't be able to rate it on anything. Um, yeah, because I'll just give it a. I will go with what you two decide. <clears throat> okay. I think four, four, two, five. Yeah, four, two, five, four and a half. Four and a half. It is. Gonna it's count. got a good, solid bitterness to it yeah, too. It does. Mm. Really nice. It disappears. It does. Um, I think we're going to get through more than four beers tonight. Um, trailer well, we trash. Pick six. Oh, okay, good. Trailer trash. <laughs> Uh, you, let's start with something really ex- – I'm surprised I'm excited for this, but June part two, we didn't get a whole lot of trailer. It was a lot of sand and a lot of <laughs> – But it wasn't slow-mo sand. No, it wasn't slow-mo sand. It, yeah. And a lot of Paul Atreides talking to – Stilgar. Stilgar, thank you. Um, about riding the worm. A lot of <laughs> – A lot of <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't me for a change. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was that was a little too Drawn out. quippy for me. I, I actually didn't like that. Yeah. I, I, I felt it, 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 it demanded too much of the time. Forgive well. my ignorance of the names because, yeah, the, that's when he's talking to – Javier Bartom. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and even um, Zendaya's – when she was joking with him when he was talking about um, Caladan and mm-hmm. all the waters and swimming, that felt it, it even felt in a contrast it's too familiar to the first, too quickly. It, it was well, but we don't know where in the story that mo- that part of it's set. Yeah, mm. no, I didn't. I didn't mean the the conversation between the characters. It felt too our world modern. Yep. For yep. for yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah, it didn't yeah. fit into the feel of the first June movie. And this is two tiny little segments taken completely yeah. out of context. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? They, they might those little quips might not even make it into the final cut. Who freaking knows these? True, things? yeah, true. Um, as long as they don't cut whole actors out, then they won't get sued. It's all good. Mm. What happened? Well, they had actors in trailers that didn't make it into the movie, oh, and okay. they sued for gotcha. false advertising. Yep. Um, and then. The fans sued because he was obsessed with Anna de Armas and she wasn't in the film and the trailer. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. what and, that one and, was. He's yeah. probably a massive creep. Like, I'm sure he is, but the yeah. judge did rule in the he in did, his yeah, favour for false advertising because yeah. she wasn't in the film. Yeah. Um, it, I liked it. I thought it was a really good – and I thought it was really – It got it, me excited for the film. It, it was really good 
Paul being uh, that cocky in the, in the trailer. I'm going to spoil the trailer. Go and watch it. Uh, it's, a spoil, it's a trailer. trailer. <laughs> I don't know. People get upset these days about sliding into the uh, crevasse of the 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 sand dune as the worm came through. Yep. Like he was really cocky, and he does things like that. He doesn't do things like that showy in the book. Like when he first rides the worm, it is just a by the numbers, a by the numbers worm riding. Like still survival gar- more than anything well, else. He's being taught how to do it, and he's he's quite he would have been quite himself, fearful surely. of doing it. And the whole it follows it in the book. And why they've shown it like this in the trailer and potentially in the movie is he's proving to them or the when i say them the fremen that he is the mahadi he yeah. is the chosen one from the outer world that lives like understands their ways even though he's not from their ways yeah. mm. and it's how he's building his um his messianic yep standing in the fremen which you see in the trailer too where he walks yeah, out definitely. on the cliff yeah. and you've got the entire fremen army of and i thought that was and impressive he, and he too. twists the knife in a very specific way in the little fight and yes. then it cuts to the the crowd. Yeah, so that little fight is against Fade Ruther, who is the um, the Harkonnen nephew, mm. who's played by Butler Isaac Butler. I think it is Austin Butler. Austin Butler that played Elvis. Elvis dude. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. You, you, the, the bald, the bald, grey white man. Yeah. Grey white the, man. The, yeah. The, the smaller, the smaller Dave Batista. Yeah. Who I I as soon as I saw him the first time, and you you will laugh at me, and I'll I'll cop it sweet, but. The hairless white man that you first see in the sequence, I thought for a second was Matt Smith. I actually, like I am DB. He does look a little bit like no, him. I can see that. Yeah. I, I legit thought it was him. I'm like, fucking, they put him in the But no, it wasn't him. I looked at it and I just thought, you know, um, what, a, what a lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, that was actually the bit of the trailer that stuck out to me the most was when they had that short little snippet of um, – Austin Butler's character fighting in what looked to be some sort of arena type fight. Yeah. And it looked like they'd done the, the Mad Max like whitewash. Desaturate. Desa- desaturation yeah. is a better way. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But they just like it, everything looked really, yeah, whitewashed. That's the perfect way to put it. Um, I think that'll be Giddy Prime. So, well, it, I mean, it definitely is Giddy Prime, which yeah. is the home world of the Harkonnen. Mm. Right. And I would say that that desaturation will be played off as basically their, their UV. Which is why they're all right, pale and everything. Right, I, okay, I think yeah. that I, they, I, I very much doubt that they'll say that, but um, yeah. that is that is what that I get, and I know that gladiatorial battle happens on Giddy Prime. Yeah. It's also a great contrast to well, the the like oversaturation almost of of Kaladin, yes, and and then kind of the middle ground with June. June, yeah, mm. yeah, and then you do see a very quick clip of. Um, mm. Uh, the Lady Fenrig and yes. Fade Ruther, and you get a little contrast there of his stark whiteness and her her coloured, like, two seconds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah of, brightness of, of her, her brightness, and it's a it's quite a good juxtaposition there yeah. as well. So. Looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to the next one, The Creator. Yeah, that looked fucking excellent. Yeah. Came excellent. out of nowhere. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. I stumbled onto that the other day and I was like, oh, hang on a second. So it's the dude that did Rogue One. and The director. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I 
watched it with Pete, and it, it had that very Rogue One feel. So, and I mean, mm. you see, you see the first. Yeah, little, it does. Yeah, now you say that, that makes total sense. On yeah. the beach and yeah. everything, just the yeah. shots, and it, I mean, it was very Star Wars to start with because you had actual blaster bolts going across. Mm. Yep. slightly Gar- orange. Gareth Evans. Gareth Evans. That's right. Directed it and wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Good on him. Original. Because, good. Yeah, I I think that looks absolutely excellent. Yeah. Um. To sci-fi, what did you say? Terminator, so Terminator meets, meets uh, District 9. Because yes. it's got that real gritty, chappy feel to it. Mm. But at the same time, it's post-apocalyptic. And the tank that comes in reminded me a lot of the um, the, the the tank in Terminator. It does, it does have a name. I can't remember what yeah. it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I no, want to say Hunter Killer, but it's not. No, because they, the, they were the planes. Oh, they were the, the planes. The hover planes. Yeah. They were the HKs. I can't remember what the tanks were called. Probably like a T ninety or something. I don't know. Um, no, that is actually a Russian tank. I think they the might T-90. have had a T number though. Yeah, mm. don't know. Um, no, it just it reminded me a lot of Terminator in in the aesthetic, particularly where they had all of the robots in the crushing machine. Mm-hmm. They just uh, it's complete opposite from from Terminator, but it reminded me of the skulls, yeah, the yeah, piles yeah. of skulls in the intro sequence to T two. Anyway, I'm really fucking looking forward it's to that movie. Really drawn a lot of inspiration from. A lot of fantastic movies, and yeah, I yeah. really hope it's a great it lives one up too. to it. And it'll it'll be one of those ones that I'll go back to the cinema to watch. Yeah, agree. Yes, agree. Yeah, All right, I, I thought I double tapped, but I didn't. <coughs> should always make sure you double tap. Um, should we move on to Five Nights at Freddy's? Isn't that rule number two? Yeah, I think. Yeah, three. Mm-hmm. Yep, cardio. Cardio's one. <laughs> check yep. check all the toilets. Yeah, yeah. Double tap. Double yeah. tap might be three or four. Yeah, might be yeah. three or four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to go back and rewatch. If, if you're wondering what the fuck we're talking about, zombie should be listening. No, I wasn't no, going to tell. They've got to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them. Five nights at Freddy's. We're, we're meant to educate these people. Ah, fair so enough. The masses. Fair enough. Five uh, nights at Freddy's. Yeah. So I, I threw this one in. I'm. I'm not. I wouldn't say particularly uh, interested to like. Not overly keen to see it. I, sh- I should probably say. But given it, it is fits a, pop culture perfect. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a movie based on on a series of video games. It's and they've expanded that universe greatly um just having a quick quick read up of it i've uh, never played it neither holy fuck is that that's super the- sweet because that's what it looks like it'll be no okay thank you um the the the, the trailer the five nights very it's pretty short trailer but it, it i mean i've never played the games but i always see the ad on steam or saw it when it was coming right. out and i've it, seen all the trailers looked and exactly stuff. like yeah the, the game. video game. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? Um, Pretty one- sure uh, Jim Jim Henson's created the animatronics, their studio, the character creator. Okay. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of the zombie mode in... Is it Call of Duty? Call of Duty Zombies, yeah. There was one that was an amusement park, like a, a, a horror amusement park with zombies in it. Probably. I haven't played zombies in forever. I remember the first one was in the movie theater. Yeah. Left 4 Dead? There was a there was a Left for Dead uh, no. in an amusement going through an amusement park. No, it was definitely Call of Duty, and you were okay. stuck. It's like an arena kind of thing. Well, that's the whole thing with. Uh, Will with you guys zombies. smell this beer, please? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> it's quite confusing. It's uh, we've got the space. Might as well cake. talk about it now before we get a more five nights at Freddy's. Yeah, space cake, uh, dank, hoppy American brown by Garage Project, six point two percent. Uh, I went. I went on a little, little bit of a multi brown ale kind of hit when I was ordering these the other day. Um, I did not expect this. Like it's really, it's 
like Frotty. super it's reminding me perfume. Of a- uh, yeah, it's really dank, oh, dank. It reminds me of uh, a Baltic porter that, and I, I believe I've talked to you about this before, a Baltic porter that Mountain Coach did years ago and they use, and I'm wondering if they've used the same hop. because they just says Galaxy. They used um, uh, coconutty Sabro. Mm, and I, <clears throat> it purely, t- and this smell reminds me of it, Jägermeister. Uh, I, I would say it, it is a super dank. That hurt, that hurt yeah. yeah. Super dank grapefruit juice. There's a lot oh, of. I'm getting so much herbal, yeah. It's just, I'm getting. There's a lot of pot to it. It's got yeah. the marijuana. Sm- it smells so much like weed. Mm. Like, just, but like. And I mean, it says icky, sticky. Uh, I mean, look at the label. Cool <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it's really. I'm uh, going to look this up. While it's we get. Re- really giving me that uh, that flashback to drinking. Horrible. Don't drink the bong water. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink the bong water. And then yeah, yeah and then just the and the, another the, another episode title right there. Just Jaeger. Oh, horrible memories. Oh God, they're all coming flooding back. No, they're not. They're. They're just blank hazes. Yeah, they're, no. they're not real memories. They're false. False I mean, imprints. No, they're, those are called flashbacks. Yeah, yeah there's just choppers going over here, just <laughs> yeah. rolling around in your front yard. Yeah. Um. I I don't know how to rate that because I'm I'm enjoying it, but I I could not drink a whole can of it. Oh, I've got a whole can at home that I'm I'm think I'm going to want to go back and have the whole can and see if it changes over time or as it warms up, kind of thing. Yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, it's it is. It's a great garage project beer. Like it's. Trust those guys to do something very interesting like that. Excuse me. Um, it's very confusing. Yeah. Yes. Super grapefruity though, like yeah, massively grapefruity. Yeah. What's it called again? Sorry. Space cake. Space cake. Space cake. Turpins found in the in the Kush cannabis strain family. Okay. Mm. Um, I, I recognized there was a word in there where it said, uh, "Oh, doses." Offers a dose. We're not microdosing. No, no, no. You, you guys, <laughs> it might be in this. You guys keep, keep going. I got, I got to wrap my head around the wording on this. Uh, okay. Wording on this can. I'll keep going on Five Nights at Freddy's. So yes. So uh, for those playing at home, the basic premise is that um, it, the main character is becoming a security guard at the Freddy's Pizzeria, whatever they call it, Freddy Fazbear, I believe his name is, uh, Pizzeria. Um, which is meant to be a ripoff of like a Chuck E. Cheese in America kind of feel. Um, and they have these giant animatronic uh, animals uh, that are like a stage band thing that all the kids love them and yay, yay, yay. And then at night they go completely evil and the in the game you have to like set up defense, defensible points to stop the um, big animals, monster robots killing you. Right. Yeah. And then this, the movie. Well, this kind of reminded me a little bit of Saw. At various points in that trailer, and that is for a very good reason because there is the the creator of the animatronics is in is in the film, and it's um, like so it's it does have that kind of like he he brings you in, and it's not the first time that you've done this and right. yeah, kind of thing, yeah, yeah. So it looks interesting, but it's it uh, yeah as a as a you know uh, we talk about as usually video gory, games and movies separately, so this horror. is only, yeah, but it's another video game adaptation. Let's see how faithful it is, but you know it's a bit. Bit left of field, I guess, for most of those video game adaptations that they try to bring out. But um, and this one's through Peacock. Yes, I saw that. It's a distributor I haven't seen before. It's a US based one. I've um, Emma's parents have it. Yeah, on their thing. I think it's through. So it's a streaming service, is that what you're saying? 
It's from it's like N- NBC. Yeah, NBC because that's their logo. Yeah, that's the 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 logo multicolored. Is, yeah. yeah. So it's their fan. their their streaming, streaming service. service. Yeah. Cool. Um, two of our actually the trailers we talk about are Peacock. Twisted yeah, right. Metal too. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So just on this beer, uh, beer contains water, malt, hops, yeast, as you would expect, uh, and botanic, botanical terpenes, which are an oil. I mean, there's terpenes in um, hops, which mm. are flavour uh, modulators, or maybe flavour givers, I don't know what you call them. Um, and obviously they are in uh, marijuana as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's got a – because it says kush on there, and kush is – Marijuana. Australian, yeah. Mm. Um, and it says Kush terpenes, so I think they've taken the flavor, the flavonoids, or the flavor flavonoids, fla- yeah, the flavor flavonoids, oils, um, flavor oils out of actual marijuana, yeah, or, or or someone has, and they've used it. As long as there's no THC, it's completely legal. <clears throat> no, they'd have yeah, because they 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 I don't know what the uh, um, rules are in New Zealand around that, but yeah, they wouldn't be able to. No, they wouldn't be able to. Well, they wouldn't so be able to. So there's no Im- THC in it. It's no, fine. No, 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 no it's THC, no it's CBD, no THC. Yeah, it, it'll. Or it just be hemp. People use hemp in beer all the time. It could be. I'm just never like hemp oil. That, yeah, that's never come across. Remember, we really had a go at Mountain Cultures one and said, like, if they can't do it, don't fucking do it. Um, <laughs> I, this is, I'd let Garage Project yeah, do it. Mountain but Culture, th- yeah. this, this is this is something different. This yeah, is a, yeah. this is an extract of some it's a very sort. Very cool can though. Yeah, it, it it's is. beautiful retro retro label. Yeah, yeah, it's great, fantastic. Now, are you going to sneeze? Do we need to? No, take, no, no. no? Cool. We're, we're, we're good. A little bit more. There you go. Oh, thank you. Uh, the next one is a little sippy for daddy. The next one actually looked really interesting. So it's a it's a limited series. So I suspect it'll just be one season. I assume you didn't want one because it's no, 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 six point two. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, called the sympathizer. Oh, I put this in for a very special reason. Um, Please, so the reason I put, us with your story. Tom. So the reason I put this in is because the you guys watched the trailer. Yes. So the tra- it's based on a book uh, about a um, Viet Cong spy. Yeah, basically a, a Vietnamese man who lives in America who was uh, essentially like a double agent. Um, but the guy who is playing the main titular character, the spy, Hua, I actually used to work with at the pub and it's amazing that he is now working opposite Robert Downey. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, this Super is a guy I knew impressive. like when I first, like we worked in the bar side by side for a good three years. Um, he's a very nice man. He studied at Whopper and he's been working his ass off. He was also in Cowboy Bebop. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, he was one of the, the, the two main henchmen. Um, um, opposite the, can't remember his name off the top of the head now, the long haired guy. Um, Does and, he? Sorry. But he's worked his ass off to get there, and it's 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 amazing to see. Yeah, so that's yeah, cool. That's why I chucked it in because yeah, when that series oh. comes out, it, and it, it looks, looks really great. fucking good. Yeah. yeah, it's based on a book. Yeah. yeah, so and and it's just he's. So can it, you imagine as a young Australian actor, your first main breakout, major role, breakout your breakout role. major role is opposite fucking Robert Downey Jr. You'd be like, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> But Robert Downey Jr., like like proper Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. too, in yeah. all those just relaxed, like, yeah. and, just relaxed like, and having fun, loving it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. no, this is a, a shout out to to Hua. He won't. He, I'm sure he doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> um, no, uh, incredibly proud and congratulations to him. And I I wish him all the best and good on for the hard work that he's put in to mm. get over there and get it. So, um, question. Yes. Uh, 
was he wearing contacts in the in the movie, or does he have tripping oh. as balls eyes in real life? Oh, I'd have to check because because his eyes are trippy as fuck in that in that trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say they were contacts. They were, I think it they was, are. It yeah, was too, Stranger it was, things have happened, though. Well, like, they have, but it was too much of a contrast. It was like yeah. Henry Cavill's Witcher eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that looks really interesting. So, mm. it's obviously, it's about a Viet Cong double agent. So, he's- Going to live in, like, classic middle America. Like, yeah, it, and yeah. it looks like it's in the 70s, 60s. Oh, no, I, we're talking Vietnam War. So, Post that would Vietnam. be- Yeah, 80s. Yeah, seventies, late seventies. I think it's. 80s. I think it's be late, late, mid to late seventies. I think it's yeah. to be said. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, really interesting. I've I've read uh, when I was a kid, when I was in I think fifth grade. You you were there. Um, uh, Bridge to Terabitha was or Bridge to Terabithia was a book on the I curriculum. Know the, I know the name. Yeah, and it was yeah. They made that that film about, it and everyone was horrified by it. Well, yeah, war sucks. Yeah. Um, but it's a. It's kind of a. Pre, like a teen romance inside a yeah. teen romance, yeah, yeah. I guess you could call it that, like a like a not an inappropriate one, but a teen romance inside a Vietnam War story, mm. um, and purportedly, I think, was based on a real story at some point. Maybe, maybe I'm just making that up or misremembering it. Um, but I found the Viet Cong story fascinating from that book. So it'd be, and I've never really followed it up as an adult. So it'd be interesting to see this. Yeah, for anyone who does want to read the book, so the book was released in 2015. It was originally published in April 2015. Um, it it won the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction in 2016. Mm. Um, and it's called the Sympathizer. It's called the Sympathizer. Yeah. And you know, um, a book's good when it wins a Pulitzer. Yeah. Uh, and then it says here that the I'll pull up when the when it's there. So it's it's a bit of black comedy, historical drama, spy thrillers, all the things it's been given, and then. Um, it's so he plays the character. Hua plays the character of um, a captain of the North Vietnam who's been planted in the South Vietnam Army, and then he's forced to flee to the United States uh, near the end of the Vietnam War. So, yeah, and then Robert Downey Jr. appears to be his handler mm. uh, as as a as he's recruited as a double agent for the yes. states. And again, Robert Downey Jr. appears in like five different fucking um, costumes or yeah. disguises in just ten in seconds trailer. in the trailer. Yeah. yeah, it just reminded me a little bit of his character in Tropic Thunder. Oh, in the yeah. sense of just off the hook, fun. definitely. Yeah. yeah, it actually reminded me of um, uh, the way he was kind of presented was a bit um like uh, the bad the bad guy in Iron Man Three or the fake bad guy who was playing the Mandarin. Um, oh, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley's <laughs> like he's just that that that. Kind of like actor that out of work actor kind yeah, of to try yeah. to make it, yeah. It just reminded me of that a little bit, but yeah, it's um. And I got uh, gold member vibes from it as well. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. that too. Yeah. Um, and the last TV series uh, trailer is Twisted Metal. Fuck, we took a long like it's a lot on trailers. Um, Twisted Metal. Do you want to talk to this one? Yeah, Twisted Metal. It's an old PlayStation game. Old, originally, old. originally PS One, PS One game. Um, car combat. Doesn't get much more complicated than that, really. It's no. driving around in a car with machine guns. And there was never. Oh, there was a story in one. I'm of sure them they in, eventually in done Twisted a, Metal Black or something. One yeah, of I them, never played one, them. One of them I played and like peripherally played them. Yeah, um, never owned a copy. I just can't. I just I struggle with Andrew Mackie now. Ever since Anthony Anthony Mackie, sorry. Yep. Ever since season two of uh, Altered mm. Carbon, I just really struggle to get behind him. I know he's I know he's Captain America, and you know, mm. and he was actually good in that series, but. Yeah. 
is this, I, I didn't I see. I, when didn't, I, saw I never this, finished the second season of Alter Carbon, I don't think. It tells you how great it was, uh, right? But, yeah, but I, I don't think that was his fault. And it, no, no, it no. Was, no. It was so drastically different from the first season, and it just the, – the, and I understand that that's how the I've the connected it to went. him, though. And yeah, yeah. My, my point was more when I saw him in this teaser trailer, because it's only a teaser. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, when I saw him in it, I didn't get Captain America. I got Altered Carbon. I just mm, just yeah. didn't connect. But he was good in oh, that. Oh, really? I took it as it's just him going, this is dumb. I'm driving around in uh, <laughs> like. Maybe that's why yeah. I connected it with the really dumb second season of a really brilliant fucking Oh, but I mean, I mean dumb in the way that like I'm just going to have fun with yeah. this. Like Dancing I'm, in the car to steal my sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Like I'd drive around and shoot machine guns in the car and that and then have some psycho- Serial killer clown shit. in an ice cream truck trying to kill me too. Yeah, <laughs> his name Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. Sweet yeah. Tooth. Yeah. So he's the machete wielding psychopathic. Yeah. Trailer, like trailer trash kind of uh, white tea with burger stains. Stain. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um. Cool. Who knows? Yeah. I said to Pete, it's either going to be good and fun. Or absolutely shit. I yeah. don't think there's. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a I middle ground. I don't know for how it. you could make that anything else than just this is going to be batshit crazy <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah. If if it's hopefully if it doesn't crazy take itself at all it, seriously, yeah, it, then I don't. It I don't know well. how they could really. I mean, they. I know they could. They could definitely try and weasel in some like you know he's like fighting death, for like, his daughter. Yeah, death, <laughs> death race. Like you know when they yeah, start yeah, yeah, too yeah, much yeah. plot into that. It's yeah. like no, just let them drive really fast and kill each other. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I've signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last trailer is a video game trailer, mm. which was, uh, is it actually called Mortal Kombat 1? Yeah. This is the reboot of the Mortal Kombat series. Okay. Yeah. For they've, they've full reboot. They've done a new 52 on it. Um, everyone <laughs> Hopefully was, they don't abandon it as quickly. So yeah, they, was, they put out a teaser like last week, and one of my one of my managers at the, at the venues is a massive Mortal Kombat fan, and he was like, "Come to me, have you seen it?" And I was like, "No, no." He's like, "Go home, watch it. Talk to me tomorrow about it." So I went home, and watched it, and the teaser was it was a clock face, and it was uh -huh. just ticking, and it got to eleven, and then it goes and goes straight to one. And everyone was like, "What does it mean?" Because the last <laughs> game they released was eleven. It's like, is it twelve? Is it a reboot? And I was like, "Oh man, if you look at the background of the clock, there's like." flaming like tunnel thing and then there was like green sparkly lights it's like that's reboot for sure and then mm. sure enough yeah they've mm. they've rebooted the whole thing it was getting a bit bit long in the tooth not long in the tooth it was just like it was getting a bit complicated the the <laughs> the the world they were going for now so they've yeah they've reset everything it almost looks like they've also switched up some of the character roles because in that trailer it makes it like Liu Kang is like mm. the he's Liu Kang god. He's the god as mm. opposed to Raiden, Raiden. being yeah. the god. Um, uh, and then yeah, everyone's very Scorpion excited. and Sub Zero. Scorpion Sub Zero is still in there. There was Katana. There was she looked good actually. Yeah. Um, big bag Shang 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 Tsung was mm. yeah he came out of the portal at the end stole the soul. Um, and then that and then it goes into just rip horrendous rip violence. In half. Yeah, like yeah. the violence was just. Like the, it's 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 almost two trailers. It's the first half and it's the storyline bit, and yeah. then just suddenly rips. And then, but that's every Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. That's every Mortal Kombat trailer, though. It's like, oh, this is what's going to happen. There is going to be some story, but at the same time, I'm going to rip that man's spine through his ribcage. And the, thank you. The, the graphics quality is incredible. Mm. Yeah. Um, I got 
Mortal Kombat movie vibes, and I know it wasn't a popular movie, but I didn't mind the Mortal Kombat I movie. I went hunting for Mortal Kombat the other day to rewatch it, and I couldn't find it on any of the streaming services. Like, I did the same thing with Terminator. Terminator's not on any streaming The new service. one, the I'm new assuming. One. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was I, okay, except for oh. the generic main character. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but, no. but they started to explore some of the lore, and I found that mm. quite interesting, and they should have spent more time there. Kano fucking wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just actually wanted to watch the Kano scenes. I think I ended up YouTubing them just because I was like, I just wanted that. That was, yeah, I was in, the, in that kind of mood after work. I was like, I want to watch something horrendously graphically violent. Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That fits the bill. Yep. Um. Do we want to grab another beer before we get stuck into our spotlight? I think, yeah, we should. Yes? Sure. Did you have one in mind? The next one? Okay. Yep. I'll grab it. I was going to say, do you want to crack your stone? Crack your stone. (laughs) We're not pausing either. No, no. no, Just going to keep going. Yep. Um, so, uh, do you want to introduce our spotlight, Dan? No, not really. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, now that Mandalorian Season 3 is over, uh, we thought we should do this as a spotlight because rather than covering bits and pieces as we went, because it was a real mixed bag. Uh, almost from, no, literally from start to finish, it was a real mixed bag. There was some really, 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 really bad shit. Um, there was some okay shit and then there was a little bit of okay shit and then there was some pretty good stuff. I I said to Dan before you got here, <laughs> I, I could find things to be positive about, but mm. frankly, I have nothing good to say about Mando Season 3. It was... There, like I said, there was. Uh, I can find some good stuff. It's just I found the whole thing as an overall experience. I found it quite disappointing. Oh, we're going full spoilers here too. So if yeah, I think that's the only way to do this properly. I think uh, what thirty minutes. Yep. Yeah. It'll be the rest of the episode. Well, we're gonna do. Oh, are you son? Yeah. Go to the end of the episode and then go back like ten minutes, and then you'll be <laughs> and, about and, the and right Tom spot. Tom will still be talking about his game. <laughs> just teasing you, man. No, I can't talk about shit because you fuckers haven't got it yet <laughs> yeah. and it's driving me fucking yeah. nuts. <laughs> There's so much I need to talk about. <laughs> Anywho. I'm cracking the can first. Oh, okay. Do it. Um, so, can, I'll so, pull for you. Here you go, sir. Thank you. Um, so, oh, that's a thick boy there too. Mm. We had another brown ale, but... We'll, no, we you, don't. Oh, no. Is this, what's, this is the black IPA, is this it? This is the black IPA. Mm. Um, very thick brown black IPA. Yeah, though. yeah. It even that's it, chalky milk. <laughs> even the episode I hated the most of season three, I still had things in there that I liked. I didn't look at it from a episode by episode. I looked at it as the overall story arc. The, what is season three telling us mm. as a story? So you're right, and I and I have said that a couple of times now. I, I could find something to to like, if not love, in every episode. I think. Yes. Almost every episode because there were some flat-out letdowns. Um, like why did we spend almost a whole episode with the fucking spy? Um, oh, I can't, I'm bad with names. Yeah, lately. the Coruscant well, episode. Why? The, why? Yeah. It just didn't yeah. need to be in the season or in the series. But there was good things about that episode because you got that fucking awesome space battle at the start of that episode. And they got to explore a graveyard of Star Destroyers, which I thought was kind of cool too. Oh, yeah. yeah. But. But I just was. I was vi- just. But also very, that. very reminiscent of 
No, I'm getting I'm getting it bogged down into specifics. Let's talk about the, the we'll go to specifics later. I just yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you you guys start. I mean, I'm I won't I won't weigh us down well, with negativity. Well, how do we want to break this down? Because I think we need some sort of structure here. Well, I we think- agreed originally that we weren't going to do episode by episode because no, we take so. too long. Yes. And then we go, oh, shit, we've spent 45 minutes on episode one. Okay. Yeah. So let's- Because <laughs> totally would. Let's do overall story, mm-hmm. characters, and then- Oh, Pete's written notes. I've got notes. notes. Actually. Yeah. And then uh, some of the good scenes yeah, and yeah. the special some highlights effects. highlights and lowlights. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Overall story. Trash. <laughs> it, it took it, book of Bo-Katan. It it took book, that, that's not it, it. It the Moff Gideon episodes at the end should have been episodes probably three, three yep. and four. But like, I, but it's not a pacing issue. It's what the fuck was the season about? And that's what that's what I mean. You move that you move that first. Even that 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 five ten minute segment where Moff Gideon's talking to the Shadow Conclave, Shadow Conclave, yes. Shadow Council, Shadow yep. Council. You move that. March earlier on, open episode one with that. Yep. Why not? Like, yep. give that big juicy oh, chunk there. But do you think that would have? But what was the arc about? Like, I'm the not turning saying... to Mandalore. Well, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was about Bo-Katan. It was about her <laughs> redemption story. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, they've said that they came out and said that they, the Mandalorian doesn't necessarily mean Din Djarin anymore. <laughs> the director said that. Yeah, Rick, Ray, Rick, Rick, Rick and Rick, I think Rick that was Fukunara and, and I, something and along I think, those lines. I think that's it. I think season three suffered for that. Oh, that attitude. I completely agree. Yeah, it used to. So, so season one was about protecting. The problem was always they made Din a hero. No, I don't think I disagree with that. He's- I I much preferred him as a no. They made him like a, too much of a hero character. He should he should never have got the dark saber. No, yeah, I, no, I completely no. agree with that. Yeah, but yeah. but so so if you look at it, season one. The the story the arc is about um, Din protecting Baby Yoda. Mm. Season two. Call, let's call him Grogu now. Let's use his name. <laughs> I was actually going to get there. I yeah. did that on purpose. Season two was about finding a Jedi to train Grogu. Yeah. Mm. Book of Boba Fett. Some other stuff happened, but fundamentally, the setup for season three was actually in Book of Boba Fett, and that was okay. He he. We'll get to the dark in a second, mm. but he. Grogu had this. There was an emotional climax in the in the Luke Skywalker episode where Grogu chose to abandon the path of the Jedi, abandon his training, and instead go with Din. Din's story at the setup for season three was go and redeem myself through um, the waters of of yeah. uh, Mandalore, and uh, to to find myself worthy of the dark because and they they went out of their way to talk about the dark being he. He, first of all, in season three, he says, I don't. I need to think about how I'm going to lead my people once he won the, the Darksaber. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, it was a, uh, he has a line where he said he needs to consider how he's going to lead the people of Mandalore. That was season, that was season three. And then Book of Boba Fett, we discover that he's struggling to swing the Darksaber because he doesn't, because he doesn't feel worthy of it. And until he does, he's always going to struggle with the Darksaber. And then we go into season three. He needs to go and bathe in the waters of Mandalore. He needs to feel worthy. It's very much a setup for his redemption in season three. And then what do we get in season three? Her redemption, her sacrifice, her darksaber. Like it just, it was a bait and switch. So I really struggled with the- with Okay. I mean, I didn't see a problem with it, but I just thought I took it more as because they're, they're leading up like, because knowing that they're leading up to this big Mandalorian film, they're going to do like they're just trying to tell the story of the return of Mandalore, which all, is why I call it Book of yeah. Bo-Katan. Not, not it, because it wasn't about 
kicked in and it wasn't about Grogu. Grogu had made this huge choice, a big emotional climax in the end mm. of Book of Boba Fett, and he's almost a sidelined character for the entire arc and, for season and three. That was one of their biggest mistakes was bringing him back. If it had been Din Djarin and yes, that might have worked better. Yeah, while would, he's off getting trained, it would have worked better. But they needed they needed him there for the kiddies the, to to well one for toy sales. Uh, two, they they tried to ham fist him into the um, the the rescue character when he had to go and get Bo-Katan. But there was a million other ways they could have done that. Yes. Like it was, it, they did bring him. We've me and Tom had this conversation too. They brought him back way in yeah, too early. Bring, yeah, and if they were going to do the um, uh, Bo, sorry, not going to do the way they did do Bo-Katan and um, Din Djarin for this whole season. If it had just been them going through, and you then you bring in episodes like the one that I hate, yep. uh, the Jack Black episode. Yep, Jack you, Black and Lizzie. You you chuck you chuck those ones in there. That was I love the the little middle bit. It ended too quickly and mm. too easily. But the little detective story, like, <laughs> yeah, that needed to be, that that definitely needed. And to be I thoroughly longer. enjoyed him kicking the fucking droids exactly. to try and provoke yeah. it. Oh fuck yeah, that was and that was that was a, a but, lot of people hate it. But I but thought then there was, was a, there was a whole racism story in that bar, the droid bar as well that that I actually connected with pretty quickly. Mm. But it also felt a little bit out of place in the middle of a plucky episode where you've got Jack Black and Lizzie not taking themselves seriously. You've got the the kicking of the droid. That whole sequence didn't take itself all that seriously. You had. Dr. Emmett Brown not taking himself all seriously. Mm. And then all of a sudden there's a fucking racism story in the middle of it. Mm. It just felt a little jarring. Yeah, the the start and the end of that were horrible. So it started shockingly mm. with um with the Mon Calamari and the Squiddy Lady. <laughs> yeah. And the dialogue there was fucking horrendous. Yeah. Like absolutely goddamn horrendous. But uh, from uh, all of them. And that set the tone for that. And I just turned to Louise and I said, what the fuck yeah, was that? But, like, mm. what is going to happen? Quarren. That's the name. Quarren, that's them. Yeah. We, we complained. Well, I complained. I, I, think, I don't think you agreed. But I, I complained. I felt it was a bit um, rubbery dialogue between Din and Bo when she was in the throne room. And it almost – and we, we put it down to probably bad editing and it was just bad cutting. Mm. Um, no, 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 no. I remember that, yeah. And it, I wonder if that's, that sequence suffered from it as well with the Mon Calamari. No, it was bad scripting. Like the actual words, like when you when in the throne room between Dinjarin and Bo-Katan, and like it was great her saying goodbye, Dinjarin, mm. and like she said it with such disdain in her voice. But then they never played through that disdain anymore for the next episode because she was she two went off to rescue. She him. was off to rescue. Well, I made that comment, but, uh, but yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just quickly reading through my notes. I think I've pretty much covered everything I said. I just think it was. It was her season, not his. He became an enabler for Bo-Katan's story. He was no longer the the protagonist. He was just there to kind of push yeah, the plot no, forward a little bit when she was stalling out. I actually, I, so I actually took it as, especially through those last, like through the 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 droid hunting episode, and then through when they actually get onto Mandalore. It felt like they were pushing him back to the bounty hunter Din rather than the hero Din. So just to show us the fucking story and like give her her own spin-off series for a season. The dude, literally the book of Bo-Katan, and it would have been a better way to do it. Or they could have compressed that down to a couple of episodes with with her in it doing this specific thing. But they did drag some of those scenes out. Mm. Those, but Mandalore is that- too important to rush through. As soon but they as you- ended up rushing through it anyway. 
Yeah. I, they get to it in the last two episodes. Like, they spend that little bit at the start. They spend that little bit at the end. I liked the stuff that they did on Mandalore, finding the, the scavengers and yeah, everything yeah. like that. But even that would, had enormous plot holes. Like, but, yeah, it was contrived as fuck. The, hmm. the, the, the Darksaber handover was, was just oh, bullshit. Was the amount of gravity... That he that Din had in and and the exact I I didn't write an, a, the exact words that came out of his mouth, but what I wrote in, in terms of his quote was he needed at the end of season two he says he has to think hard about what it means to lead his people. He never actually accepted the responsibility, but he had the responsibility because he held the dark saber. He had won the dark saber, and and he was he was contemplative in terms of. I'm not the leader of the Mandalorians and, and yet I've now got this thing that tells me that I have to be. Yeah. And so he kind of left it open-ended and, and that's to me there was a lot of gravity to him getting the Darksaber and then needing to go on a journey in Season 3 in order to earn self-worth, that, that sense of self-worth that, yes, in fact, I can lead the people. Now, I don't think he would have been the appropriate person to lead Mandalorian. It was always going to go to Bo-Katan. I just think the way that they moved the moved the, the Darksaber to her, it was like they built this huge build-up with Din having it and it was just like I got defeated by Discount Grievous and she saved me so she gets the Darksaber. What a, what a shit plot. They could have gone when he picked it up at that episode after he woke up. Yeah. It, when he picked it up and went to hook it on his belt, he could have – the best way they could have done it was him not even say anything – just put it back on the rock. Just put it back down and realize, you know what? I didn't earn this it. This isn't mine anymore. And that's him doing exactly better what they did later on, which was literally he just said oh, four episodes yeah. later, oh, you beat the thing. Like, you've been thinking about this. When were you actually going to go, oh, you know what? It is actually yours. Like, if they just. His handing over that way. Into the mic. His handing, sorry, his handing over that way was, he, it was more, it was a show to. Um, Unity to to axe woes and the rest of them that yeah. she legit he's like because if I think if I think we probably would have had a similar thing if we'd rocked up to that episode and then she like had it and they were like well how the fuck did you get it again did he just give it to you like they you, that's to, not we're not going to believe that again it's the kind of second time that's happened they in the needed story. to cover it you're right yeah. they needed to cover the handing over but I just think the way that they handed it over was just yeah, I felt ripped off Why because they built it up so See, much I think the more the the if you're talking about the gravity of the dark saber I thought the way that um, Gideon just crushed it and threw it aside. I thought that was more of a fuck this, we don't need it. Like but that already fucked the plot line around the, the dark saber. I, I also, by the way, I don't think it's the last we've seen of the dark saber. Oh, you could read the, the crystal didn't the, explode. You yeah, can exactly. reforge it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just, I just found that whole part that that it just felt disconnected. Mm. Um, why not? Why not have her after she does has the fight with Axwolves to re become the leader of that that group. Yeah. Uh, turn around and have Din go, yeah, okay, radio, take the jetpack off, like, would put all the stuff down like he yeah. does and pull out his vibro blade and get ready to fight like he did with Paz. Yeah. Like, yeah, why I'm, not? Why but, not? It, like, having those two characters, your two main characters that you've set up for this whole season, go at it. And you know they're not going to kill each other. She just literally mm. took out Axe Wolves without, <laughs> without yeah. killing him, yeah. without even drawing blood. Not going to draw blood. It's a Disney show. But- it, like there would, it would not have hurt either characters. It would have actually strengthened her claim to it. Yeah. If she just turned around, tired as fuck from just having this huge fight, and then taken out another one. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I look the other th the other complaints. I the other complaints I had were I think 
the other overall large scale yeah. complaints because mm-hmm. lots and lots of little ones. Um, the the Mandalorians did, uh, agreed or accepted her as their leader way too easily. You have the the Death Watch who are like the the fucking the psycho cult s- split off who don't respect her at all. She took a fucking helmet off. But they respect then, the armor. Yeah. Yes, and the, but that's my point. And she's the cult leader was prepared to accept Bo-Katan in the space of one episode. Yeah, because yeah. it's she's like because of the mythosaur and the fact that they're fanatic cultists and, and anything like that. Like, and she's been around. Yeah, <laughs> not in a bad way. She's no. been around. Yeah. I mean, there was there was. Even- I just felt that she had abandoned her cultiness way too quickly. I'm not saying that you couldn't have gotten her there. I'm not saying that it was that it was an unrealistic leap that they would follow Bo-Katan in the end. I'm saying that to do it in the space of an episode mm. seemed way too convenient. But I mean, quick. that doesn't necessarily mean that Yamra is done with Bo-Katan. She could be, you know, it's maybe a setup for further down that she's going to now go. I got you back in power, so now I'm your, you know, the 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 whisper in your ear kind mm. of thing. Like she's, it's a future. Future setup kind of thing. I just, I just felt like a fanatical cult leader wouldn't embrace a new leader above her that quickly. I just felt that was a little. Oh, but bit fanatical cult leaders are always snakes in the grass. And like they're <laughs> clever, they're clever bastards. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, that and you know the sworn enemies of, of various groups of Mandalorians just all came together very quickly for the the climactic and ending without. Without Gideon as a setup, yep. at that point yep. they didn't know Gideon was the big bad. If if they'd gone, oh, well, if they had a unified around a yeah a, a strong enemy, enemy, yep, yep, mm. but they would have had to have been a real threat. But they didn't. And and the other thing is, how the fuck did he end up a real threat? I know you guys covered this, but he's, so now his dark dark armor is his right. dark trooper armor is now now Beskar, and he's got he's it's he's an got Iron Man suit. It's yeah, it's Beskar Iron Man suit. Yeah, but yeah. I just yeah, no, it's contrived. It's fucked. I just it's found that the, the, to go from Din defeating him in single-handed combat at the end of season two, season two, mm. yes, yep. yeah, just season before two. Luke Skywalker reveals himself. Yeah, um, I actually went back and rewatched that fight with Din and 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 Moff Gideon, and he wipes the fucking floor with him. With uh, I mean the and he's facing off against the dark saber with the Beskar spear mm-hmm. and he kicks his ass. I know, yeah, they made it feel like he might lose at one point, yeah. but he kicked his fucking ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. And yeah. then at the end of season three, it takes three of them, almost kills two of them. Grogu had to fucking wa- to get involved in the fight at one point. Like how? Because his armor got better. Yeah, no, yeah. I completely. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. And I just felt it was piss weak writing. And if you're going to make clones of yourself, why why make old man clones? <laughs> why not make prime? Oh, and in case anyone was 20, wondering, 20 I'm the last one that's not force sensitive, and you yeah. just killed all my force sensitive. What? Well, talk about fucking tell not show. Yeah, like, oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, um, you would make a whole bunch terrible. of clones your age so that you can be many places at once um, and be doing many things. Well, if that if that was split, only if that was split consciousness. No, 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 but. He's obviously going to be able to control them in some some way. Like Palpatine was able to control all the clones. They'd have the whatever code words and stuff. But he'd be like, cool, you go be here. So they think I'm there when actually I'm going to be over here. And then this guy's going to be over here so he can be there. Like, that's why I do it. Because it's suddenly a very young fucking Moff Gideon walked yeah, in. Everyone guess- to go... Hmm. I guess he wasn't uh, building an army, was he? He was no. being, he was doing covert. Yeah, he's the spy master. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it felt more like a sky killer cloning kind of process of just. It's more 
successes than it is successors. Yes, he's not doing the Palpatine transferring of consciousness. He's no. like Star Killer. Star Killer. Sorry, yeah. what did I call it? Sky Killer. Sky Killer. It's probably a James Bond movie in the works. Um, well, it's you know Skywalker was Star Killer originally, so there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So I, I, it was definitely more for that. It was because he's the old, older spy master. He mm. just wants to be in. If he's seen on, you know. Nashadar, but then at the same time, you've seen Hosnian Prime, people will be like, well, where the fuck is he? Like, yeah. 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 Um, really? Look, the last thing I'll say, and, and then I'll shut my mouth for a little while, is- um, Highly doubt it, to I, be yeah. honest. I love I'll, you, mate. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I'll, I'll, I'll at least commit to trying. Because we, we should also review this beer. Um, I, there was no character growth for, for Din in this season. His relationships with the people around him were- The relationships that already that already existed at the start mm-hmm. were essentially the same relationships by the end. They hadn't grown. They hadn't changed. You know, he-, he I just think he repaired maybe one or two. Like, they, they fluctuated a bit, I guess, as they intended to, like, well, grow. And, and, like, Paz and, Paz and, I guess, Bo, because Bo was pissed at him. Now she's not kind of thing. And then Paz Vizsla, like, obviously went- yeah, I'll begrudgingly respect you again. Like, but he was at loggerheads with the children of the Watch, and yeah. then all of a sudden they're all good mates again. That was another just contrived fucking plot twist. But I just felt like yeah. he he didn't grow as a character in this season no. at all. No, and and, and Grogu well, I, didn't really. In the same way, I think that he I wouldn't say it's not regression, but he went back to the end of that season, becoming that that. Gun for hire bounty hunter again, the monster of the Yeah, but that was the just week, a yeah. cliffhanger to make sure that you watch, tune in for season four. It wasn't really a plot. It was just a, it was an advertisement. That's my opinion. So uh, I think it was, de- I think it was deliberate to the way he, the way he moved. What one in, mediocre season was no, deliberate. The, the way he moved in, um, in combat at the in the last two episodes, like that was a deliberate move back to the compared to the way he was fighting at the start. Is my theory on this? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sticking to my. Uh, Din has had a concussion for the last <laughs> two and three quarter, one and three quarter seasons. Yeah. Uh, well, he's had several concussions over the seasons. So he got yeah. he got a really bad one at the end of season one. He got uh, really badly slammed in the head by the Dark Trooper in the end of season two. And there's been several other head episodes. He got a couple of more knockouts in the start of season three. And then Grogo hit him with the Bacter again. <laughs> he did. He hit him with the Bacter again when he freed him from the uh, from the. Let's not joke about the uh, super oncoming CTE as someone who's uh, very <laughs> yeah. prone to it. Oh, but. yeah. No. <laughs> uh, it's nothing to joke about, people. I'm sorry. But and if you guys have any Bacter to cure that, that'd be it, fantastic. It, yeah. Grogu, Grogu hit him with the Bacter again, yeah. and then straight away he's back to See, uh, as I prime said, bounty hunter form. Yeah. Bacter is what we need to bring over from the <laughs> Star Wars universe. <laughs> so much shit. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely think it's just moving like it was a move back to that bounty hunter bounty hunter din. And whether or not it's the back tour or whether it's a yeah. Yeah, well I mean that was that was my joke for him being so incompetent through season three. Yeah. Um yes, was his was was his on But no, they they didn't they didn't ne- they didn't grow him as a character. Like Yeah. I just look the, the the harsh reality is we've already seen from Book of Boba Fett that as much as we wanted them to be infallible after two amazing seasons of Mandalorian, mm. they're not infallible. No. no. Book of Boba Fett did not deliver on the promise for us. I think I'm not saying it was terrible, but I'm saying it didn't deliver what we wanted out of a, a, a Boba Fett series. And it I was don't a, think they, Mando 3 yeah, did either. That season two episode with Boba Fett, those season two episodes, I should say, with Boba Fett, they were 
really led us down. We were getting old school Boba back. Yeah. Um, they were a massive kind of red herring. And what we got was retiree Boba Fett. Mob, mob boss retiree Boba Fett, who then remembered how to fly and fight at the same time, which was... And yeah. forgot he'd been on Tatooine for the last 20 years. <laughs> yes. Well, he spent a portion of it. Well, no, no, we, we, gotta re- we, we have to review this bit. Yes, we yeah, didn't no, talk like, about it. Sorry. I might actually open this over the sink I don't know what's going to happen. It okay. is five years old. So I've got uh, Stoic Brewing. Is it, it's Stoic Brewing, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, Jerragong? Um, Stoic Brewing, Stoic Warrior Black IPA, 7.6%. Um, Fucking delightful. It's got a uh, it's got a nice stylized Spartan man on the uh, yeah, front of the can. Yeah, very 300. Yeah, yeah, very, very much 300. Um, uh, all men have fears, but the brave put down their fears, sometimes death, but always to victory. Motto of the king of the uh, motto of King's Guard in ancient Greece. Okay. Uh, Black IPA. I enjoyed it. I thought Thoroughly. it was, had some really good. Um, I watched the glass. Uh, some really good. I'm going to stay. Bless you. Thanks. It was coming. Loki's back on the table. Nice roasty, <laughs> roasty notes balanced quite well against hop notes. Yeah, some really good dank uh, Simcoe-esque hop characters. Yeah. Oh. So if you're wondering Excuse why the video me. is skipping around a bit, we're just cutting out some sneezes and oh. some life admin shit. We've got glasses being washed, <clears throat> cat assholes being exposed. Yes. Uh, it was a very cloudy product, um, which made it more brown than black. Uh, we're, we're not but, talking about uh, Lucky's asshole anymore. No. Thanks, mate. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a delightful black IPA. Mm. I'm, I'm actually, yeah, like when I poured out like that, I was like, oh, I hope this isn't going to be not the most ideal black IPA, but it really delivered. No, so, it really delivered. Mm, hoppy, a little, hoppy and malty. A little bit of, little bit of chocolatey character to it, but a lot of, uh, a lot of burnt, burnt notes to it too, mm. which I really enjoyed. Yeah, and, and the burnt wasn't like it. It was, it was subtle, actually. Mm. More subtle than I expected. Piss Do you off. need to sneeze again? Uh, no, You moment. might. I might. I need the glass. Move. <laughs> Yeah, duck. Yeah, duck. Um, out of five, I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah. Four two five. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Loki. Loki just took out my iPad on purpose. Yeah, very deliberate. Four out of five. What did we say? Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Okay. Fucking cat! You're gonna turn into a. You've seen those um. Stuffed animals, yes. No, I was, I was going to say those uh, kang- kangaroo testicle coin pouches. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a, he's not a big cat. <laughs> anyway, kind of taking a minute. Jesus. Nice. I've no, sell- no, no, no. I've sold this beer for five oh, years. No, no, no. So. I'm not saying you. Like, it's your beer. It's which is a, <laughs> a bold pour from me because this could um, be tasting me. like shit. <laughs> excuse me, my chair. <laughs> We need some intermission music. Like we need some like. No, I was thinking more like elevator music. Wow, that's that's skills, cat. Yeah, but the gyro doesn't doesn't reset quickly. Very good. Actually, I know. I learned a little fun fact while waiting for Dan to reset up. I was singing the Pod Racer little Cantina band theme, the Watto Cantina. Tim Schaefer, who is the uh, behind Double Fine Studios, he's done. He did a lot of those original LucasArts. 
or Luke, yeah, LucasArts Games. Um, he has a credit at the end of uh, episode one racer for the special thanks. I don't know if you saw this the other day. He got a special thanks for not actively sabotaging the, the product. <laughs> and the reason he got this, which he answered on Twitter the other week, was um, someone was playing it because it's out on Xbox now and someone was playing it. And they're like, why the fuck does Tim Schiefer have like this special <laughs> special mention in the special thanks? Apparently when he was making... Uh, was it Day of the Tentacle? Might have been Day of the Tentacle or one of the Grim Fandango games. Yeah, Grim Fandango. It was in the same studios, the guys who were making Episode One Racer, and he leant over one day and went, "So, what credit are you going to give me in the uh, in the credits?" <laughs> and they're like, "Why would we give you a credit? You didn't do anything to like assist the game." And he goes, "Well, I didn't do anything to uh, destroy it either." And they go, "You know what? You're right. Here you go." <laughs> Which I think is just That's the, the gold. A, a great story of yeah. just like, yeah, he was. Uh, he didn't actively uh, try sabotage, and sabotage it, yeah. so they yeah, said thanks. <laughs> this is this. I'm sorry to change the subject quickly. This is the first beer, and I'll, I want to get this out before the head dies. It's the first beer I've ever seen with a two two toned head. So it has brown brown foam brown foam on the edges, but the very top of the meniscus on that foam is very white. And mm. then you and then you swished it around, and it wasn't anymore. That could have been just my my very skilled pull. No, 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 I can see yeah. it on mine as well. Yeah. So it's it's quite quite a lot lighter on the edges than it is in the the main body of the head. Yeah. Well, this is a beer. I'm going to talk about this beer. This is a very special beer. So Stone Beer is uh, Stonewood's annual release. It's their winter beer um, that they still make with traditional techniques. They have a big party around it, so they they get volcanic rocks and they drop that in to boil boil the water. Um, and they do a. I missed the dock. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they do a um, a yearly release, and then they barrel age some and keep it aside, and then they release that in these special ceramic crocks. Um, and this is the one from that was 2017. This was 2017's beer, and then it's yeah, this was aged in some whiskey barrels for a year. For a year, and then, and then released, released in 2018. 2018. Uh, yeah, and I've got. Well, I'm running out of space on the shelf in my fridge where I keep these all, and next year's is going to be coming out soon. So I was like, well, it's time to crack it, and I thought, why not with you dickheads? But, yeah, this has been moved with me from three. It's gone through three houses now. It's on its third house. (laughs) Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. I appreciate it. Cheers. There we go. So, yes, their stone beer is their wood-fired porter for the style. Mm. If anyone waiting at home, yeah. it's fucking delicious. Lots it of vanilla notes through mm. it. Yeah, but that'd be from the the barrel. <laughs> I like it. Um, he always lands on his feet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it's got those. I'm very, dark, I'm, I'm dark very impressed. Characters. This is held up as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no band aidiness. I was worried. Oh, that no. Yeah. No. No. It's got a lot of got a lot of dark dark fruit raisiny Lots characters of raisin, and yeah. some pruny characters in there, and it's held up really well. It's not oxidized at all. It's really nice. It yeah. actually does Pro- remind me Crown of- Crown Seal too, yeah. Crown Seal and Ceramic. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, I Full respect for them giving you a proper bottle lid stopper after breaking the Crown Seal too. Yeah, Swing Top. Mm. Um, it reminds me of the Doc's- What was it called? Stone Beer, the Flesh Wound? Flesh Wound. It reminds that was the me hot a, rock, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hot rock, it reminds me a lot of it. Yeah, that, yeah. that real natural caramelization. And- mm. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Love a beer like this. Yep. They do say, yeah, they do see ABV on it. They, uh, this is seven point three. Cool. Uh, the barrel age, so like the one from last year, I looked at it as well. That's like it's gone up to ten point two. So it's just guys <laughs> going up every year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's funny because I've held this for five years, but they say on the tag, "We've all waited long enough to try it, so enjoy this special limited release sooner rather than later." 
Fuck you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to give it a five or pretty close to. Yeah. So I'll balance the scores out. So if you want to give it a three, no, then I'll... No, I'd probably happily give it that. I think it's well worth for the technique that they use to then... Hold up for this long as to, well. To yeah. barrel it and then to bottle it, like you said, with a crown seal on ceramic. Yeah. No idea how well that actually holds. <laughs> and um, the presentation, the the actual product itself, the yep. depth of flavour in it all, I'd be more than happy to give that a five as well. Yep. Cool. Um, yes. Good, good job. I'll have to send that to the uh, my mate who works for him and be like, look what I finally cracked. <laughs> um, and you'll be able to point him to the YouTube channel, yeah? Um, he will never watch it, but yes, I'll point him there anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> um, back to Mandalorian. Do you guys want to put some balance in the force because of my I, negativity? Yeah, I think we've covered enough of the bad and atrocious stuff and I think we've touched a fair bit on characters there as well. I yeah. think we should go to some good stuff. Yeah. The ships. Yeah. God damn, the ships were yeah. good. They had they had weight on screen. They did. They did. There was in inertia, atmosphere yeah. and and in space itself. And they yeah. did respond differently between mm. atmosphere and space. Mm. So I, I, to me, they were starting to – maybe not – it would perhaps be um, disrespectful to, to suggest that they were learning from um, – what was the fucking hard science fiction series? Battlestar? The Expanse, thank oh, you. Yeah. I think they're actually more probably Battlestar than they are Expanse. Yeah. I haven't seen The Expanse, so I'm not sure. It's, it's just, it's ultra, like it's hyper real. Yeah. So, okay. you know, ships don't just stop because it's convenient to stop. They actually have to flip on axis and and thrust in the opposite direction. Actually, cheeky fuckers, there was some, now that you say Battlestar, there was some uh, very Starbuck-esque uh, camera shots on the side of the, on the side of the ship, the Viper shots. There was a lot of side of side of cockpit, yep. like GoPro shots yeah. before GoPros were a thing in Battlestar, and they did oh, that a lot with. Um, I remember they started doing Rose that at Gauntlet. the end of, end of Rogue One. Oh, I did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite shots when it's it's from the behind the R five unit's head. Yeah, on well, the back of the X wing. But yeah. the the gauntlet shots were more on the. The and side. That, you see that wing. You see shake. that little yeah, that yeah, little yeah. wing. That little the wing. Shake, the, yeah. the closer wing flap. <laughs> um, I think the the all of the ships were beautiful. Yeah. Even um, the 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 Corsair, the pirate Corsair ship. I loved yeah. the look so and the design of it. You see inside it, but yeah, the actual well, ship itself. I like was the cool. design of the cockpit. Yeah, I like the Ugnaught flying. Yeah, was the Ugnaught flying? Yeah, was the the Ugnaught flying? With his little Fu Manchu um, <laughs> yeah. goatee, yeah. I thought I thought it was a great little addition. I just like throwing all the different. It's just the um, moss beard alien. guy that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, like Davy Davy Jones Davey. made of made of moss. Yeah, no, it was old Greg, old Greg, old Greg from uh, the Noel Fielding show. Uh, it's no, never mind. It's an obscure British comedy reference. Someone will get it. Um, Someone in Britain probably. No, yeah, it's got a bit of a following here. But um, no, yeah, he was. Uh, they, I don't know why they've. I guess what I get why they tried to focus on him a bit, but it was just it was too much. Um, the the shots though of um, of the N one just absolutely demolishing those pirates like little little spacecrafts mm. was uh, 
I love that shit. And the, and the stalls. We talked about the stalls. Mm. And the engine still has that real V8 fucking roar to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the whole in-atmosphere fight at bo castle, yeah. those TIE fighters, or the TIE interceptors and the, yep. the, all the bombers coming at her. And like, I thought it was just fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful lighting. I don't know what they've done. But something they've done, new ship models, whether they're... Unreal whether, Engine 5, probably. Uh, Unreal 5, whether yeah, they yeah. still are using models or not and just lighting them differently and enhancing them with like um, special effects as well or whether it's just straight Unreal 5. Yeah. Don't I don't know. know but, but even the... Um, the massive mythosaur painted on the bottom of the um, the skull, the, yeah, the, yeah, on that was the bottom good to of the, the, impu- the imperial uh, mm, cruiser, cruiser yep. uh, as it came over Navarro, and then all the gauntlets landing around it, just fantastic. Yeah, yeah fantastic it reminded ships. me a little bit of because I'm I'm balls deep into Rebels. I, I'm thoroughly enjoying Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, way more than I ever did Clone Wars, and and Clone Wars probably tells more important stories from a lore perspective. But I'm just really thoroughly enjoying Rebels, mm. and it reminded me the, the the painting, the underpainting on the on the ship reminded me of a lot of painting of ships in Rebels because mm. they're stealing yeah, yeah, Imperial ships and and they have to mark them somehow, them. yeah. And that's what they're doing. And oh, what's her name? Um, Sabine. Sabine, Sabine yeah. spray painting. Mm. Yeah, those ships. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, I can hear him purring through the microphone. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Oh, like I either I either give in and and yeah. he stops being yeah. a dick or he knocks over a beer or yeah. turns off the recording. Yeah, I, I just that was that was great. I the, loved it. Especially yeah, we we talked about it at length off air, but just the way that they shot that uh, the fight the air air fight on the Concordia, that'd be the moon that she's living mm. on. Yeah, I through, think you said it was Concordia. Yeah, through the 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 gullies and the valleys, and just just above water, yeah. um, just the way that she she makes that gauntlet turn those where it's like it's not exact, but yeah, and the flipping of the flipping of the fins, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was just some. It was it was pure World War Two dogfighting back. It was Spitfires. It was Spitfires versus Mister Schmitz. Like yeah, yeah, it was great. It was it was Star Wars space battles as yes. they should have been. Yeah, not not the not the extremely hard to follow stuff that we got at the end of Rise of Skywalker. It was mm. it was Well there's just too many. No, yeah. there was just too many. The, the, almost became Transformers Michael Bay style shots. Yes. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was. It was big shots where nothing made sense and, and it was, was too, too complicated. Much else. Yeah, there's too yeah. much action too much too yeah. much hyper hyper action. You, you yeah. had very distinct good guys, bad guys ships, but even <laughs> between the good guys there was distinct ships that you yeah. so you knew who was doing what and where. Yeah. Um and they Felt different, and they weighed different, and they moved different. And you had the, even just the 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 way they had both actors move in the cockpits when they were doing the yeah. maneuvers, and that was all was all very specific. And how they go from that to then playing the other forty minutes of that episode <laughs> is completely unknown. I um and I said I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I know I've spoken to you guys about it. I felt like there were some purposeful stop motion style shots. Now, I don't think for a second they did any stop motion in the season, but there was a sequence where the little droid, no, they're not droids, they're they're Babu Fricks. Babu Fricks, okay, the little little <laughs> I don't know what little, they, they, they do. Little oh, creatures. They it starts with A. Does it start? Um, Amphrisians or something? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So, yeah. so when they hey, dra- hey! <laughs> <laughs> so when they when they drag IG eleven. 
Yep. Uh, when they drag IG-11, it was a half-second sequence, but when they dragged him, it looked almost – it looked stop motion to me. Mm. Like, um, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a sequence – there's a sequence in that episode, uh, in the Bo-Katan episode where they're fighting around her her fortress, where right at the start of the dogfight, it was right at the start of the episode. Oh, yeah, I remember you going. Yeah, this, you, yeah. you and I talked about it at length, on, <laughs> and I was pretty pissed by that stage. But um, there's a sequence where she, I think she looks, we look over her shoulder. It's You were talking about as they were coming back into, from- from space, from space into, into atmosphere, atmosphere and the ties of the space shot. Yes, yeah. and and she looks behind all the, sh- the the camera looks behind through the cockpit, and you get a circular window view of the three tie interceptors behind her, and then the whole sequence kind of twists on an angle, like it's mm. a it's a barrel roll, and it was just it was like it was like it was presented in twenty four frames a second, so smooth motion, but it was recorded in like eighteen or twelve, just to give it a little stutter, mm. and it felt very stop motiony. And to me, it, it read as very. Let's try and recreate the the uh, the New Hope style model shots where it wasn't seamless, it wasn't perfect. Mm. Um, and and all, I just all three Tie Fighters in the formation all moved together because yes. they were all stuck together on, they the, were all on, on, the, on the rig. <laughs> they were yeah. on sticks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I just I don't know if it was intentional, and I don't know if I'm just reading too much into it. But there were a couple of sequences like that. That to me, that just really read stop motion, and I, if it was intentional, then I thought it was a beautiful little little placement because every other shot in that in that um, dogfight was smooth. Mm. It's current modern day, and it stuck out because of that. And I hope it was intentional, like a yellow lightsaber thrown into an ad, because they do little details like that sometimes. What was the yellow lightsaber in an ad? Oh, orange lightsaber. Sorry, in an advertisement that we talked about recently, it wasn't oh. cool. The trailer for Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. Because it wasn't quite red. <laughs> wasn't quite red, wasn't quite yellow, a little bit orange. Yeah. Um, but that's my point is little little details like that do yeah. make their way into this stuff. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's you know, that was the – they did that even, you know, we can shit on the sequels as much as people want to, but that was the thing that they went back to those practical yeah. practical creatures and stuff to be a throwback to the originals kind of thing. But – um. Yeah, I, I, I don't, you never heard back on Twitter, did you? From no, you did, you did tweet at the director. I, I, I did. I forced I did, you to tweet it. I was I like, just fucking Favreau. ask him. <laughs> did tweet Favreau. Um, yeah, there, there's. I mean, I, I don't want to go into every episode and pick little things out. I think that'll just be a waste of time. We want people to go and do that for themselves. Mm. Um, there were some nice cyclical things I found in in um the way they were trying to tell the New Republic story, and it's. It's obviously hard that the fact that they've already doomed the New Republic with the sequels um, compared to, say, like the expanded universe we read where the New Republic actually felt like flourished a bit. Um, but just, yeah, talking about scrapping Star Destroyers in the same way that they scrapped the Venators at yeah. the end of the Clone Wars. Like, it's it's that was a very throwbacky moment to that, I found. That was like a nice little cycle of that. And, yeah, they really, really hate the idea of the New Republic. They've just absolutely, um, but they love the idea of a, the the independent kind of monarchy. Independent monarchy, would you say that is like Navarro's leading that? He's not. He's not going to be like a self proclaimed king, but in mm. just that, I I am the governor of this and I'm fully independent and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, uh, it's 
getting to that a little um, bit of a self insert from the uh, Disney execs. Yeah, 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 we are our own. We are our own monarchy <laughs> down in Florida. Um, they are having fights with with senators in Florida. Yeah, ongoing so, yeah. fight. Like yeah. there's more news recently that I skipped over because it's not that interesting. Um, yeah, so I thought, yeah, that was that was an interesting little little take. But it, yeah, that just that moment there of scrapping the starter stories in the same way. It was like that was mm. a nice little little cyclical moment, I guess. You know that it's that history kind of repeats itself. And um, there was. There was, there was some good things in that um, that Coruscant episode. It was it was yeah. nice to revisit Coruscant. We got we got a flashback with Grogu getting rescued from Order sixty six, where we got a little bit more oh, Coruscant. I haven't, that haven't, was, haven't got onto uh, Bellaran uh, Keck yet. Yeah, yeah. That was that was very um, Bellaran Beck. I can't remember now. Uh, it felt like it could be part of the prequels. Um, yeah. yeah, but then the 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 highest peak in the park on uh, on. On Coruscant, I thought that was I thought that was a fantastic yeah, touch. Cool, I yeah, that was, cool little idea. It was it was a really cool little just just a little bit of knowledge that yeah. something that I saw that and I'm like, oh fuck, okay, I never thought about that. That there, of course there's fucking mountains. Mm. Yeah. It's like of course there's Everest. There's an actual planet underneath, underneath the city. All yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Um, little bits like that were great, but there, yeah. Then there was horrible it's things like really fake flowy ice creams. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> really bad. Yeah, it's just it, that episode it set a, up so much for. I was, so much I was for waiting so for the little. Magnum. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for the Magnum fucking advertisement because there were Magnum shaped ice creams that mm. glowed. Uh, <laughs> yes, the Keller and Beck rescue, I think, was the best touch out of that whole season. That redemption for Ahmed Best coming back mm. after years of abuse mm. that, you know. It's it's you can't blame the guy like he like for what happened with the prequels and and with the character of Jar Jar and that was all direction but like exactly he was just a dude in a suit like yeah, he, yeah. he was doing a job and a young yeah. guy as well yeah. yeah and to absolutely like the way that the fandom just absolutely ripped him to which is it just shows you how fucking stupid people are oh yeah like we're we're attacking a human for a fictional character that the human mm. didn't even get a say in. Yeah. Like it's just so disconnected from any kind of reality, and then just seeing him dual wielding and yeah, doing that, that ass and, motherfucker, yeah. and the 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 lap chase through the tunnel. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is good shit. Yeah, and even how he dismounted the bike, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I thought it was great. Really enjoyed it. There were some some things I think I wish they'd spent a little bit more time exploring. Like they didn't really explain the oh, I called him Discount Grievous earlier. I know he's not related to to General Grievous, but the biomechanical creature that they that met under Mandalore. Fantastic design. Mm. Yeah. And and he very much I don't know if it was intentional, but he reminded me a hell of a lot of Grievous. It was yeah. a, a But he was also the little eye monster in the, the, the um, Dianoga. Yeah. Dianoga, yeah. So I I just wish they'd spent a little bit more time kind of exploring that mm. that kind of stuff. And why was he on Mandalore? Yeah. I they never explained it. Little, just it just it, it was just odd to have something so advanced there when there was Literally nothing else but cavemen there. Yeah, and what was it eating all that time? The cavemen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Well, the, they used to. Yeah, they used to live on the end, edge of the cities. The, mm. the the whatever they were called. Um, the troglodytes. Yeah, the the yeah the, the mini the mini wampers. Let's call them that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were just they were just yeti men. Um, and then yeah, showing that Mandalore was a was a vast green country. Mm. Yeah, that was. Yeah, Karen, Karen Travis getting her revenge. Yeah, good. Bring her back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is what obviously they 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 want to aim to do is make it get rid of the the because you know desert. you know mm. that Filoni like yeah. would have like originally would have like been like this is perfect like 
he would have read those books back to the cover to front, like, mm. yeah, how many times. Um, so it was nice to get that little throwback for, for, for those who have read the books and, and we're always a bit confused why it was a, a, a desert desert planet after <laughs> after that. Not that they don't have enough desert planets. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing. It's just, well, I mean, yeah, what, well, how long do well, they have? They've written season four, haven't they? Isn't that the thing now? They've, yes. They've written season four. They've written season four before they'd started filming season three. Yeah. But there's no shooting yet. So, yeah, who sees if we will get back to, you know, Bounty hunt, bounty hunt of the do. week. I just yeah. want, I just want a spaghetti western set in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Just give me a fucking western. That's yeah. what yes. this started with. It was great. Blows in the town, fucking shoots up some bad guys, and blows out of town. Yeah. Yep, hundred um, percent. That's what we. Yeah, we all love that about that, and and that's where I like when they started. Ma- that's what I say when they started making him this hero character. I really thought they took it away because they made him a. They could have made him a Western hero, like the Man with No Name trilogy. Yeah, but, but that's, they that's made him a, a Star mythal- Wars hero. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and and that kind of the Man with No Name, it's it's a myth more than a person. Yeah, and it's and and the person doesn't have to live up to the myth; he just needs to do his thing. Yeah, and the the stories build around him, and and in that way, he can still be a central, important character to that that kind of subculture on that planet. Yeah. But he doesn't have to be a bigger than life character. They can just keep the story small, which is how they started and how they should have continued. And they they did. I, I feel that they did do that sort of man with no name sort of thing justice towards the the end of the season, especially yeah. with mm-hmm. the very last episode. But even how he was on the um, the the skiff on the Mandalore when yep. Paz and Woves. Got into the the, the fight. Yeah, he had nothing to do with it. He's like, he's like, they've got to my business. Yeah. Like, it's not my business. I'm yeah. just going to exactly what the man with no name would have done if a fight when fights broke out in the yep. uh, in in the bars Camp, and yeah. that in those movies. You going like, to step in? Nope. I'm nope. Not. Nope. <laughs> got nothing to do with me. Yep. And they really lent into that in those those few episodes and how he handled him in that hallway. He got mm. his own hallway fight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, the upgrade fight. Yeah. It's fucking. Yeah, upgrade. Yeah, each each one he went through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, no, was. Uh, I thought that was clever. I like that. And um, yeah. So. And then the scavenger scavenger armor. Yeah, scavenger armor was, was great. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what this other big creature they decided to bring out was for. That was a bit came out of nowhere. Just random. Yeah. Random. <laughs> Absolutely random. They needed to. It's destroy a desolate this- planet, but don't worry. Everything lives underneath the crystals. Yeah. <laughs> And only comes out when it, the plot calls for it. Yeah. Um, and why it destroy heard the vibrations? Why destroy the skiff? Like there was no. The, yeah. Oh, that skiff didn't have long to live. Let's be honest, that was falling apart. <laughs> well, it, it was, but it 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 was a it was a scene chew for the sake of a scene chew. Like yeah. it was, they, they were they were almost to their destination where they were going to the forge. Anyway, they knew where they were going to the forge. It wasn't like they needed to destroy this gift and force the company into this to, cave to accidentally to find yeah. the, the, the the entrance. They, they didn't. They knew where they were going. Yeah. So destroying the skiff with that thing achieved absolutely nothing. Achieved nothing. It didn't build tension and it, then disappeared completely. Yeah. Like yeah, it's not like they were going to use the skiff after the <laughs> fight with Gideon. Yeah. They would have been no. like, "Well, we're here now." We've found this imperial base. We might just live here. This is pretty good. <laughs> other than other than maybe they needed to bump down the numbers and have a few of them injured for the fight with the super commandos, which they didn't really 
portray on screen anyway. No, I mean Even there was did happen. there was a couple being carried and helped through as the super commandos ambushed them. But yep. I mean, in the end, it didn't really Ooh. matter any. The Mandalorians Ooh. wiped the floor with them in the end anyway. <laughs> yeah. So no, one Mandalorian wiped the floor. With well, one with Mandalorian his, with, his, with his glowing glowing <laughs> end of his. Uh, uh, minigun. And then decided to smack a few with it when it ran out. <laughs> Fuck him. And what a, what a, what a <laughs> bad absolute chance. Yeah. I did really enjoy that Praetorian armor. The Praetorians, yeah. The, the armor they used for those as well. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, they were so underutilized in uh, Last Jedi. And then mm. to see them again, like as a proto form, I was like, yeah, that's mm. cool. The, cool connection. The, them, them chasing uh, Grogu through the room, I don't know what it reminded me of, but it reminded me of. Shaun of the Dead. The reminded me of I thought Don't Stop Me Now was going to start playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they were kind of moving like that, weren't they? There's there's something else that has like two or three very competent characters in a movie chasing something small and it keeps getting away from them. But I mean, I know it's a fairly common trope, but it's usually when an animal's escaping or something. Yeah, like, yeah it's or like, like Home Alone where they're chasing yeah. Macaulay Culkin yeah. through the kitchen or something. Like I kind of had that feel to it. And, yeah. and then you see them, they see, you see them really competent. I just found that whole and, sequence a little contrived as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. They needed to do something. With but it Grover, wasn't, it so. wasn't funny. It, it felt like a plot stall mm. because they needed a plot device to stall. Which they need, exactly they need to build the tension for Din to come in and then do his thing. Mm. Yeah, that was it. It was just a stalling technique, yeah. Mm. Just throw some sand in their face, yeah. Mm. So, Tom, are you winning, son? Fuck you, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You can tell us what you've been playing. I've been playing Jedi Survivor. I've finished Jedi Survivor. I have finished it. I have. I have. But you've been, you've been plagued by yet another platinum bug, haven't you, you poor bugger? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's pretty disappointing um, that it's the second AAA title this year that I've had that has a you know for well it's not a game breaking bug actually it is a game breaking bug because I don't get to do these yeah, certain I've, fights I want to I want to do and it leads up to unfortunately it's been spoiled for me I'm not going to say what it is for you guys like because I don't want to spoil thank it you. but it um like I'm I now want to you know go through this exchange with this character to get to the end of it because it's yeah it's going to excite me. Um, it is. It's. It was. It's beautiful. The story is like amazing. It's one of the best stories, Star Wars stories, in many many years. Uh, it is beautifully made. The worlds feel alive. The hub world feels so lived in. Um, yeah, like you know, it's you. They ha you have a central hub world where you have a bar that you a cantina you frequent, and it's slow as you do things without the other worlds. It slowly fills up. So it just feels more and more lived in as you get through yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the oh, I suck at these Souls-like games. I know it. There were so many times I like would just get stuck on one fight and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You go back to the spot, get to it, and you go, oh, fuck, you know, I die within two seconds. It's just <laughs> I know I'm no good at them, but I'm, I, I don't hate myself enough to- uh, Get go, good at them. Yeah, to go and repetition. play- Yeah, go play all 17, you know- Soulsborne games and and you know rip my head out every time I see the you die screen. <laughs> um, I will say though I did despite the temptation because there was no ramifications for it. I did not change the difficulty. I did it all the way through on Jedi Knight. Um, there were certain fights, you know, fighting two rancors fucking sucked, but I got through it. <laughs> Especially with then when I didn't save and the game downloaded an update overnight and so it reset my to the last save just before oh, that so I had to do the fight no. again that I think, fucking sucks I think sucked. I remember you saying that too um yeah it's it's beautiful the the 
vibrant, vibrant worlds as well. Just the the like I had a little bit of stutter in certain spots in terms of the frame rate stutter, um, but not enough to really uh, like ruin my experience of the game. I know a lot of people complained about it, and it seems to be was a lot worse on PC. But I I got away with yeah, that. that. Um, and yeah, just where it goes from here. Um, the characters they created were were great. Certain fights were like Emma would just walk through and she'd like be like, "I need to pass," and I'd be like, "Just hold on one second. Okay, now you can go. Now you can go. Like, but I'm just sweating like through these through these moments. Um, yeah, uh, there's. Just fucking play it so I can talk to you guys. About it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. Um, sorry, just before I forget, uh, you wanted to. I think you expressed a vague interest in in Death Stranding. It's available free on uh, PC from the Epic's Epic Game Store. If you're interested in grabbing it, mm. anyway. I'll add it. I'll might yeah. get to it at some stage. I've gone back to playing Wolfenstein while I wait for them to mm. patch the game so I can play it, um, which is a. Th- I've got a, sh- a spotlight now for for the next episode based on replaying this. Okay, cool. Dan, are you winning, son? Yeah, I got three. You got three? Su- surprising. Wow. Surprising. <laughs> yeah. The, the man who sometimes doesn't have any and has had Witcher for the last 12 years. Um, <laughs> no, when did it come out? 15, eight years. Um, oh. I actually had a question for you about Witcher. Um, I meant to ask you that. I keep talking. Yep. Um, I don't know if you saw in the latest patch they've done on – I haven't looked at what the new patch brings. Oh, it auto oils for you. Oh, it auto oils. Yeah, and people are like, this this fucking sucks. It like ruins the experience. Like you can. So it's a depending on what monster you're fighting. If you've got the oil, I or- haven't read. I, I'm guessing it's like it can it'll automatically reapply the oil you have when you go yeah, into a fight, the, maybe, yeah. or maybe you can like re- you can set oils to be. Mm. But it's like people are like, oh, I don't like this. No, I don't like that either. Yeah. You should Surely be, you can you turn should, it off. You should be prepping. Yeah. I don't even like being able to do that in the fight. Yeah. I, I know you've said that. You like you, you do it properly. You, see, yeah. you sit, you go to meditate, you prep like you did in Witcher 2. Yeah. Prep, take your potions, apply your oils, put all your shit in your pockets that you need to do. <laughs> can't do it in the middle of the fight. Can't heal yourself. Can't yeah. you can't add anything more. You do what you gotta do. Mm. You just what you've got on hand going in. Anyway, so no, I don't like that. Yeah. Anyway, he's yeah. got three games to talk about, and you somehow dragged oh, him back. To he fucking mentioned Witcher. Witcher. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go. I'll go through. I'll go through the the first one real quick. Uh, on to the last mission of Doom Eternal, but don't have my PC hooked up anymore, so I can't finish that. Uh, <laughs> really enjoying it. I told you guys there was a plot twist that I did not expect. Yep. And that actually led because you pick up pages of lore as mm. you go through, and I hadn't. Ba- well, Sue so so he does, but he doesn't read them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I basically hadn't read any up until this point, and it was one little ah. thing, and I only noticed it because the subtitles were on. If the subtitles weren't on, I probably still wouldn't have read the lore. But one little thing popped up in the uh, which was a, a major lead into. Yeah. And I started to stop and read every lore page that I picked up, and. Yep. I thought it was fantastic. I thought I think they've done a really good job of filling out a story to yeah, a yeah. fucking Doom game. <laughs> yeah, um, and I know there is a story to the Doom, Doom guy and that. I, I know there is, um, but um, thanks, Loki. Um, but uh, I didn't expect to enjoy. Yeah, one that I was just kind of chugging through to to get through it, and I do enjoy the combat a lot more now. Um, I'm still in wuss mode. Um, but uh, the, the only thing I still don't like about it compared to 2016 is probably the 
platforming <laughs> that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. So you've you've got a dash, you've got a double jump in the dash, and there's points in the platforming where there's medallions glowing just in the random air that mm. give you a, an extra dash boost. So you jump, you do double jump, you dash into this thing, you get yep. your dash automatically replenished, and I think you get a bonus one or something, so you can dash to the extra yeah, platform. Yeah. But it just feels out of place in the world compared to 2016 where it was... A little bit more grounded it, in it was grounded. the reality. All the shit wasn't there. There wasn't glowing rings and glowing items and everything you picked up was on a body or on the ground or in a locker. Or So it's kind of Battlefield versus Call of Duty. I guess. I've, oh, sorry, I have no comparison there. To, to Call of Duty is a little bit more arcadey. You, yeah. you, you get the spinning power-ups, whereas in Battlefield, yeah. you pick up ammo off dead bodies. 100%. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So... Um, uh, so that's that. I got when I've when I've got my PC hooked up, I will finish the uh, the last mission. The next one is also a PC game. Is the it? I'd been wanting to play it since I saw it at Summer Games Fest. I think uh, last year or the year before. The the last case of Benedict Fox. Yep. It's a side-scrolling 2.5D uh, Lovecraftian. Mm. Platformer, basically, um, it's kind of got some Souls esque. Uh, it's a it's a roguelike, so yeah. um, you you get um, you get killed, you get killed in combat, um, or you do something to fuck up. You get one chance to get back and pick up the uh, pick up the, the, the thing souls. before the timer runs out. But, well, before you die again, yeah. Otherwise, it's gone forever. Inks, they're called. Um, you get your upgrades, you upgrade your character as you go through, but the puzzles are fantastic. Like they're really fun and they really they really rely on you being observant and putting things together. It's they don't hold your hand in doing it. They mm. give you little bits and pieces in the books and the text that you pick up, but you have to make sure you can work the puzzles out. Like yeah. it's you've got to remember where they are. Can I go and do that one? And you'll be going along and you go, Oh shit, I've got something that I can Solve that one now. So <laughs> you hightail it back there and you open a new section and the progression that they've timed into your your leveling up and your skill up is probably the best I've ever played in a game. Yeah, wow. You never feel godlike. I've probably played, I don't know, maybe half to three quarters of it. Yeah. Um, and they just drip feed you everything and they make you work out the puzzles. And That's cool. That just opens like up. That. And you cannot overpower because you need to open the next area where they throw a little bit more at you, yep. and then you get your stuff, and you can you can you progress build, a little bit you more, progress a little bit yeah. more, and you go through. And it's just so beautifully timed. It's a gorgeous game too. Um, it's the the character models they're all they're all a bit tall and lanky with overdone limbs. They're humans, yep. um, but there's there's something a little off putting about it. It's in that Lovecraftian world. You go into limbo. So in um, uh, Benedict has a demon attached to him. And the uh, the demon has the ability to draw Benedict into some a, a dead human's um, psyche, which is their limbo. Mm -hmm. And you go through and you unlock memories to advance the story. And the demon talks to you about things, and they they have this sort of mostly a love relationship, but there is a little tiny bit of love hate. hate. But they but you you do feel that he is working with this demon, and you, yeah. you do go okay, the demon's a little nefarious mm. so is benedict actually going to turn out to be the bad guy at the end yeah. of all this yeah. or is he not and 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 so you, you have that that really good and it's not much dialogue it's yeah. uh but it, it's once again it's, it's just enough, enough. To make you think 
Yeah. That's and cool. It, it's, it's, it's a really, really wonderful game, and I'm so happy I got it and played it. And then the other one is the Dead Space remake. And Ooh. good God, that game is gorgeous. Like, <laughs> I didn't get out of the uh, the, um, the the ship that you come in on off to the Ishimura um, before I stood under those sparks coming out of the roof and sent the video to yeah, you guys. Yeah. That was literally in the first ship and I hadn't even walked out and I stood there and just watched the sparks in the in the environment come out and just bounce off Isaac's suit and it was <laughs> amazing to watch. It was yeah. just, they've, they've, I don't know, it might be Unreal Engine that they've used for it. but I'm sure it would be. It's just gorgeous. And they've done enough changes from the original. Uh, to make to, it worth replaying. To, to definitely make it re worth, play, worth replaying. The anti-grav sections are all um, completely disorientating <laughs> because you now have full free movement. Yep. In the, uh, in the original game, you could only go point to point. Ah, um, uh, okay. Yep. Uh, in this, you've got full 360-degree movement. Isaac twists and turns and you just you – just, you lose your way your really quickly, especially when there's a boss fight in zero G. Uh, that that really <laughs> yeah, screws really it. fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, trying to trying to aim and mm. and move and avoid and just the the scarcity of ammo and make sure you're using the right weapons and and health and stasis and all all telekinesis and all the little bits of stuff you've got. Um, having no HUD is still amazing, yep. and having everything represented on his suit, I still love it. Yeah. Um, more games need to do it, uh, and just just a beautiful, beautiful game, and just wonderful to play. It scares the shit out of me. I can only play it for about ten minutes, but it's the tension's built, and I've been playing it through these headphones at my parents' place where I've stayed while we're doing Renos, and it's it, there's there's so much more I'm hearing this time, which I don't know whether it was in the original game or not, but just whispers of like somebody saying oh, Isaac. Just like no, this, they this, definitely would have had that in for the remake. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it's just these. They, they've got so audio much technologies noise. you can use and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so much noise happening in the ship. You've got the the engines humming and just mm. like constant. You can hear the necromorphs in the in the roofs in, in the in the in the air vents and there's so much happening. Yeah, right. And then you've just got this. You know, what was that? <laughs> and it's just like it, it just. It, it just leads you down the path of that Lovecraftian losing your mind madness side of things. And I would, I'm, I do love playing with headphones, but uh, this would be a game where I should have played with headphones from the very beginning. Yeah, right. Because I think I've probably it's missed a lot. funny you say that because I've definitely started playing more games with my, with my Sony, the 3D audio headphones. Yeah. And m enjoying it so much more. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Mm. I, I mean, that's, that's why I, I fell in love with surround sound early and I've always yeah. had surround sound because mm. I, and it's at a point now and it's not my speakers or anything. It's just the, the configuration. Yeah. There are so many times that I've literally gotten up and I've paused a game, gotten up and, and opened the door because I know the door was knocking. It was the fucking video game. Yeah. Like it's, it's that good at projecting sound from yeah, a specific yeah, yeah. direction now. And Dead Space uses sound a lot. Um, they specifically- Which as a horror game, it really should. Yeah. 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 So they specifically make sounds of your weapons or something that you do, a very similar sound to a necromorph, a necromorph bursting out of a wall vent. Right. Um, so they-, they, they So you're always these guessing as to whether or not- why did I do that? Or, yeah, or is yeah. it is it on? Is there something in the room with yeah. me? That sort of stuff. And they rush you. And the um, I've just 
uh, I've just started to fall in love with the uh, the shotgun version of the gun in the game called the Force Gun, um, and it literally blows the flesh off the Necromorphs. Yeah, right. They, they come at you. I think you. I've seen in some of the trailers yeah. or the, 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 the footage I checked out. Because the, the other guns do it, but you don't really notice because it's so dark. Mm. Um, so you just all the guns take flesh off them. But when they're up close and you hit them with the force gun, they end up a skeleton with some, like, giblets hanging yep. off them. It's like it's like an yeah. incredible fidelity that they've got on the Necromorphs as well. and. You, you move into these areas through the, the Ishimura, the ship, where it's just noise, like an engine room mm. or the asteroid cracking room, and it's just noise. You can't hear shit. <laughs> and it's just they, they just bombard you with sound. And it's it's to throw that disorientation yeah, in yeah, yeah. And, and make you feel uncomfortable. And it's just a, it's a great- <laughs> just to keep you on edge. It's, it's a fantastic use of sound. And I do remember from the original it was always a good use of sound. But I just they've just absolutely leveled it up for this one. Yeah, right. And all to the point where Well, that's a sign as well of like a really solid remake. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a recode as much as yeah, it is a remake. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, <clears throat> you you get to the point where you actually you open a door to a room and it's you can tell it's gonna be noisy in there and you kind of don't really want to go in there because you're not going to be able to use that sense to hear the necromorphs mm. come at you. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're being ambushed from behind or something jumps at you and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> fucked, but it's great. Really want to play it. Mm. Are you winning, son, Peter? I am. I've got to keep this really short because we've got about five, six minutes worth of footage left before the camera dies. Um, I'm playing – I went back to uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, which I said I would do. Yeah. Um, I'm only on Chapter 2. I'm in no rush. I'm thoroughly yep. enjoying it. Um, I, I am doing like I'm robbing houses and just random encounters and I get lost. Like I get distracted. It's like I've got ADHD but only inside that game. Mm -hmm. I've got a plan. I need to go to this part of the map. Oh, what's that? There's a shiny over there. And Oh, oh I dude, can, that's Skyrim. I can, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is very much similar to yeah. that. It's just like anytime I see white like pip, Pings on my mini map, yeah. which means there's sound, yep. shots fired, or, or whatever. I have to go and explore, and the 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 quality of the little stories mm -hmm. that have no meaning to anything remind me of Witcher Three. Yep, there's just but on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's it's so much more. Yeah, mm. yeah, and so much more frequent. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it fucks me up because I'm not prepared for it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going into town for a reason and then suddenly this guy's getting the shit kicked out of him. I'm like, I'm going to go intercept that and I want to get involved to protect him except I've got my guns in my hands. So instead of getting into a fist fight, which was the design, mm. these guys see my guns and start shooting at me. I shoot back and suddenly I've got a bounty on my head because mm. I had to kill them. It's like, fuck, man. Like that's, that didn't work out the way I had hoped. No, you don't rush into a uh, yeah into that situation, do you? Guns drawn, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely winning. I'm enjoying RDR too. Um, it's a long, slow game, but I I don't feel any time pressure at the yep. moment for video games and this part of my life. So, but also it's I mean, a it's a long, slow game, but you don't feel like you should be rushing it. Yeah, you yeah. just I walk down one of those that games that just you you're encouraged to just slow down and smell the roses. Yeah, yep. or the cow shit. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the horse shit. Yeah. yeah. Or the pig shit. Or <laughs> the human shit. There is human excrement in this game. Yes. Yeah. And just, uh, uh, you're in chapter two, so you're in Valentine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that is my favorite town. Yeah. Um, okay. Some of them later on are, are fancier. Yeah. But I love Valentine. I just, you walk through that street and 
your feet sink into the mud. You get mud up your trousers, yep. and it's Although just. Although I, I, I found the French Quarter, like the 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 bottom right. I can't remember that. Saint Denis. Saint Denis. Saint Denis. Yep. I, I enjoyed that for similar reasons. I, because I've played Red Dead Online, I've I've explored the entire map for the game. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't saying Saint Denis because I forgot you'd done Red Dead Online. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Armadillo. Saint Denis at, at night is yes. gorgeous. Yes. Um, Armadillo. We did that in RDR one, and yep. in fact, it is. It's a reimagining of the exact same map. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, meh, I've done like tumbleweeds and I've done, can I go down to the southern border and, and look at Mexico like I could in the first? No, you can't. It's a bit disappointing. Um, no, it's a beautiful game though. Wonderful. That's that's it for me. That's that's the game I'm playing. Um, and I think that might Delightful. be it for the episode. Mm. Any closing thoughts? I want to have another beer now, <laughs> just quietly. Oh, good thing you got a whole box then. Um, and open up uh, Witcher board game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want you fuckers to hurry up and play Jedi Survivor. So, yep, yep, it's fine. Yep. Well, do it. I'm on, on chapter nine of Dead Space. Yep. Um, so it's only got 10, 10 <laughs> and chapters. And I've only got about 300 hours left of RDR2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's your fault. That's a, that's a you no, problem. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll declare that you can do spoilers at some point. It's all good. It's all good. No, it's fine. All right. I'll wait. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Peace off.